Hi, this is Rob Guillory, the artist of Chew. Just want to say shout out to Nerd Thug Radio. Keep it real. Welcome back to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Holla at your boys. Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, we're back yet again. Episode 32. Uh, for the, anybody that's keeping count, uh, we are on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister in, Station. Is that something I need to count? It is something you need to count. The number of episodes we've done? Yep. yep. You need is to that have a relevant number? In the back of your mind. Will right. there be a quiz at the end of the show? There will be. We're quickly approaching episode 50. Wow. Like, oh, God. I mean, we're only I missed, a, I missed a couple of those. A couple <laughs> months away, and we'll be at 50 episodes. Oh, which, good. Uh, There's nothing I ever imagined. <laughs> no, just when you said it, I was like, that's, that's so I was talking to a uh, listener uh, this past week, and we were talking the about the only one we have. Hi, a little mom. bit about the show. And Not my mom. <laughs> she said, you know, you guys, wow, you guys have made it like 30-something episodes. Like, I never thought we'd make it out of week eight. No, man. Like, I really didn't. No. I feel like we kept doubting ourselves, and we just kept going farther, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're here now. So well, if you want to listen to episodes one through eight... Check us out at uh, nerdthugradio.com. There you Every go. Every past show's there. So. Yeah. Classic iPhone days. Classic iPhone days. I just did a bunch of updates to the website, added some pictures, added a uh, links. Or no, under the rant section, there's a link to past guests. Oh, okay. You can see okay. who, what guests have been on the show. It will tell you what episode they were on, so you can listen to that episode specifically. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's smart. Thanks, guys. You you have skills. I have some uh, website building skills now. He's got mad skills. I have what? no skills. You don't. I have, uh, no, you do. I have, I have severe n- lack of skills. None. After I re-listened to last week's episode, I realized your one major skill is taking our comic book ideas and exploding them into something even better we ever imagined. <laughs> it's like an amplifier. <laughs> yeah, it's an amplifier. Those are the exact words you used last week. That's nice. I'm an idea guy. You're the idea guy. All right. Okay. So uh, what's been going on, guys, in the last week? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Taking a lot of tests. College life. College life. <laughs> College life. Yeah. yeah. I don't go anywhere. I stay in my house all day. Yeah, that is not my version of college life at all. <laughs> no. Um, but to each his own. Yeah, for me, to college was own. a lot of personal mistakes, we'll say. We'll call them personal mistakes. I don't mean that they were personal. You know what? I'm just going to yeah, yeah. personal mistakes. <laughs> Definitely leave it at that. the decisions right. you make in college will affect you the rest of your life. Hopefully not. So, kids, if you're in college right now, please stay and graduate. Stay in school. Stay in school. Don't skip your tests. Also, uh, I would like to say that all of these opinions and comments of Nerd Thug Radio are in no way affiliated with Lone Star Community Radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are not. our own. So these are our own thoughts. Don't blame the station when we get retarded. I actually uh, I watched a, a fun little, uh, or a read. I don't know why I always did that, but I read a, I read an article. Did it have pictures? It, it did it. not. I uh, watched an article. I watched it for like 20 minutes and it didn't move. I usually I like, watch Fine, articles. I'll read you. Um <laughs> But it was basically about how like a so lot of entry level, life, a lot like, of entry uh, level positions Schoolhouse now. Rock. Ugh. See, imagine if that was real. That would be some creepy stuff. That would be. I'm just a bill. Oh my god, it's moving. It's turning. <laughs> it's oh god no. All right, so you were talking entry level. Yeah, positions. a lot of entry level positions now require like high level degrees. Like there's a lot of uh, no, definitely. Um, a lot of my buddies are in the finance industry. I got a lot of friends in the finance industry, and they uh. They basically are saying now they see a lot of open positions and they're like and so they'll click on them they're curious like internally but then they'll they'll be like well why do I need an MBA to do what like like I'm in with they're in with a bachelor's degree doing their job and this position's two levels under them and it's like an MBA they, they need yeah. an MBA to do that and they're like that makes no sense 
it's really crazy. You know, I uh, for a while there, I was looking at different jobs just because get bored sometimes. Sure, sure. And uh, the stupidest stuff like entry level sales for Cisco to do to sell vegetables. They want you to have like a bachelor's degree of some kind. Yeah. Like, right, and sales is one of those few things you need no. You really need. Degree you for. need no college degree for sales. It's like it's you need sales, wrong people you need a, skills, right? You need and s- common sense. You need a bachelor degree in human skills, right? Yeah, <laughs> go to college, get a bachelor's degree in talking. Speaking <laughs> of finance, I've been rewatching uh, The Office. It's so <laughs> okay. funny. All right, and so, I wonder what you think they do in the office that finance. No, no, no so here's what I'm going. Okay. So right. we're in the Michael Scott era of uh, of The Office right now. Okay, still. The, like the best days of The Office. So he's in New York partying, and one of the guys tells him, "Whoever you meet, whatever chick you meet, tell him you're in finance." And so the first chick he meets, he's like, she's like, well, what do you do? He's like, I'm a bank teller. <laughs> and, then he, and, then it, and then it pans off to him, like, one-on-one. He's like, Ryan told me to tell people I'm in finance, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you choose bank teller? <laughs> I'm a you bank teller. just said, I'm in finance. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. Steve Carell is hilarious. Um, so they have, uh, there's a book coming out next month, and it's an oral history of The Daily Show, the beginning of The Daily Show with okay. John Stewart. Okay. So remember, uh, Craig Kilborn had actually started the Daily Show. Right. No, no, no. That's not right. No, he was the, you're he was wrong. the host before John Stewart, but he didn't start it. There was one other host before him. Okay. Uh, and so when Craig Kilborn left the Daily Show, John Stewart came on, and he basically changed the identity of the Daily Show into what he wanted. Right. Right. And he basically turned the Daily Show. You know, obviously by the end of it, it was a, it was a voice for people and the masses and talked media and politics. But in the beginning, he was trying to figure out what the show was about. Because he didn't want to, what they were doing at the time is they were taking the weird news stories from around the country and making fun of them, basically. Craig so Kilborn, remember that guy? Yeah, he, he had a minute, man. No, I have no idea. Yeah, that swooping blonde hair. Right, he was a tall, like, lanky kind of Conan. He was like Conan O'Brien, but good looking. And dry, super dry. <laughs> so, like, his brand of comedy was just ultra sarcasm. Like, there are some old, there were some old, he did, a, he did five questions. And mm-hmm. so he would have celebrities on. They would do like two minutes of, oh, you know, I was in this movie, blah, blah, blah. It was fun to make it, blah, blah, blah. Then he'd ask him five questions. There were tons of those interviews where the celebrity didn't realize Craig Kilborn was straight up mad dogging them. Like just <laughs> they didn't being get it. awful. And they didn't get that he was being so sarcastic about He was them. doing Between the Two Ferns before right. Zachy G right. even knew what he was Except doing. Except <laughs> it was like... It was, like, personal with him. Like, it wasn't funny Zach Galifianakis. It was, like, Craig Kilborn was kind of mean, honestly. Um, in He's in old school. He's the guy dating uh, Owen uh, Luke Wilson's love interest in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, I've never seen this movie. Doesn't, okay. doesn't apply. You've never seen old school? You're talking no. to a man who literally, not even a man, a boy, <laughs> who oh. literally said he hasn't seen more than eight movies because he couldn't participate and our top three list. This is true. You're right. You're right. Of non-comic book related movies. So anyway, so John Stewart comes onto the Daily Show and he tries to kind of craft it. And he doesn't. He doesn't know what he wants yet, but he knows he doesn't want to be a bully. And that's kind of what they are at that time. So it's about him changing the writing room. And Steve Colbert was the only leftover writer, actor, correspondent that he kept. And then Steve Carell and Colbert had done something together for another news for another cable show. And John Stewart saw it and was like, that guy is too perfect. He's we need to have him. And so Steve Carell actually got on the McCain election bus and asked like this crazy gotcha question. Like it, it was like yeah. like it's it's a funny moment. Like he's asking like weird questions like what's your favorite color? Uh your favorite song, blah, blah, blah. Like he's like just softballing McCain. And then he uh he asked a question, it's like a, a campaign finance forum question. He's like, 
So how is it that you want to do campaign finance reform, but you accepted X amount from these people on this election? And there's like this hard silence for like two seconds. And then Colbert and then uh, Carell was like, I don't even know what these words mean. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty classic. (laughs) It was like a hard stop moment. It's like. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. It was like a hard sell journalism moment. That's when the Daily Show kind of figured out who they wanted to be, is they wanted to be like honest media. And so they they turned the camera on the media and made fun of the media for the rest. That was kind of the, the message of John Stewart's Daily Show was the media never knows what it's doing. Never. And you have to stop stroking this microphone. Like you guys can't see at home or on the radio, but as I'm looking at Joey and talking to them, he's stroking the back of his microphone. <laughs> I'm getting it warmed up. We're yeah, you to make some magic. You don't have to get it warmed up. And oh, frankly, baby. you're grossing Ooh, me out. Oh, that look good. Yeah, that yeah, look good. Cup that microphone. Yeah. Listen, listen, I apologize to absolutely nobody. Okay, <laughs> no explicits in that either. <laughs> Whose Twitter was that? Who, I, no, that was uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. So congratulations to the greatest fighter of all time. Conor McGregor. Oh, modern time. Whoa. He just, he just, whoa. He just took that one the right The greatest away. fighter of modern. He might be the greatest UFC fighter. Okay, greatest UFC fighter. Okay. okay all right. He did. He now holds uh, two belts. I don't even know that I want His to say post that. His post-conference stuff hold two is belts. great. Oh, he can. Yeah. <laughs> he can do what he wants to do. Well, I mean, he jumps between the weight classes, yeah. and these weight classes are this close. Is, so, in his last four fights, he's fought in like four different weight classes. Correct. It's craziness. Correct. But uh, I got a cool text message this morning. From Connor. No, okay. that would be sick. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, no, uh, just wanted to say, uh, just want support. I just wanted to say, hey, in that hey. Irish voice, hey, um, no, man, uh, Rusty texted me this morning. Okay, all and right. He was like, "What do you got?" I am having the worst day ever, mind you. This is eight fifteen in the morning. <laughs> All, All right. right, wow. Okay, and okay. I'm like oh, deep man. in it. I was like, what's what's up, dude? And he's like, "I got up this morning, and I op- went to the the pantry, and I opened up the bread, and the bread was molted." Okay, that's a rough. I just start. bought it two days ago. Oh, now I have nothing for lunch today. Oh, this is the start to the worst day of my life. <laughs> that's that's a fair two day old that's bread. That's kind of an exaggeration, Rust. And he's like, "No, this is the worst day ever. This is it." And I was like, "Well, one. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I went to get breakfast tacos from a taqueria, and they were the worst tacos I've ever had in my life. So oh, no. I feel your your pain." Wait, you he's went like, to a taqueria no. and they were no. awful? God, they were the worst things ever. Who makes who makes bad tacos? I went to. I was a little early it's to work today. To Look, we're, we're taking out here in a few minutes, but I went to the. I, I was early leaving for work today. Okay, so there used to be this gas station a few miles down from my house that would make like breakfast sandwiches on toast or croissants. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna get one of those today. I'm gonna get one of them today. Mm. And so uh, I go, I grab my monster, I walk up. The whole kitchen's been changed, been overhauled. Oh, and they're no longer making my breakfast sandwiches. They're making tacos. Okay. And I knew things were going to go south when the taco she pulled out of like a Walmart, like a store-bought brand tortilla place. No. Like these are going to be horrible. They're yep. not even homemade. And then she put like more cheese than any human should need on a breakfast taco. And it sounds like I would love this taco already. It though. was the worst <laughs> thing I'd go ever. ham on I a ate cheese both taco. of them because I was hungry, oh, but there. worst <laughs> things ever. So wait, then I had to go wait. to the real taqueria at lunch today. <laughs> Give me some lingo. So you, make you ate it. both anyway. Look at me. Do you think I'm not going to eat two tacos? I mean, if they were bad, I don't know. I mean, they weren't like bad for you. Like, yeah, they weren't expired meat or anything. So they what just, was bad? They didn't taste good. What did she? There put was on more them? egg and cheese than there were meat. Okay, here's my rule. And they didn't even have salsa to put on it. Oh, no red sauce, no green sauce. I don't want to talk about this anymore. 
because we have to go to a break. Here's my rule. Hurry up and say it. No no egg on fast food breakfast. I don't I always I always take the egg off. You take egg off of everything. Well, fast food. Let's yeah. take out of this segment here. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk about the holiday that's coming up this week. Nerd Thug Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star? Or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested... Please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information. Hello, Conroe. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Corey DLG here with Joey Savage El Capitan. That's right. And right there with screens in his face. Nico DLG. <laughs> he didn't know what to do. He was Did panic. you forget he was who like, you were? He was like, oh, God. Oh, he God. Does that this quite, is my moment. He does that quite often. But he's got like this deer in headlights look in his eyes. You know what? I bet. I bet he went home, took a nap. He's just, just now waking time. up. Yeah. yeah. Just I didn't now waking up. I didn't get to take a nap today. Well, good. You didn't did I. get to take a nap. Oh, my God. Neither did I. Ladies and gentlemen, alert the media. Nico didn't get to take a nap today. Are you okay? Are you all right, buddy? No. Are you not, okay? I need to sleep. Oh, my God. We are Nerds Like Radio. Nap. That's right. If you're listening to this, that means you're listening to 104.5 or 106.1. Sister Station. Or you're listening to the IR Lone Star app. Yeah, if you uh, are not in the Montgomery County area. That's right. You could be anywhere in the world. Anywhere, anywhere in the world. Buenos tardes, buenos aires. You know hey. what I'm saying? You know hey. what I'm saying? I want to do that one. Forever. Catch us up on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. We also have a Twitter feed. We have an unofficial Instagram. Joey.Savage15. And I have an Instagram, too, for the ladies. It's Corey for DLG. The ladies. 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 Because I don't want to die alone. <laughs> that's so before the we, truth. That's basically what so we're So before you at. die alone. Right. And before we jumped out to the break. Yes. Before I said then. we were going to talk about the greatest holiday coming up this week. Wait. Th- is this the greatest holiday this week? National or this Pirate is the Day. greatest holiday. It's not it's the greatest holiday because that's Christmas, obviously. Christmas is? But the greatest holiday that's coming up this week. Can I tell you my favorite holiday? Sure, go ahead. Halloween. I knew that. When that's we talked about a pretty that good one. Two weeks ago. But yeah, I love that so, holiday. It's a lot of fun. We do. I love I love I like it. Christmas. But you never get time off, so. Right. But I, I like love that you can have like slutty versions of everything. And then um, uh, candy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, those are like two of my favorite things. Fair. I like Christmas. Like, but what would make an airline pilot better? A slutty airline pilot. But there is. They're in the cabin. You wouldn't see them. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> a pretty awesome holiday this week. Is what it what is Black it? Friday? Oh. It's this Friday, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Oh, Black Friday over. is upon oh. us. Missed over right over the pilgrims. Oh. And it's uh, coming, yeah. <laughs> coming to you right now. What happened to Share a Meal Day? Black Friday. Sharing I mean, is caring. Black Friday is so awesome now, it spills into Thursday. I hate Black Friday. Black Friday is so awesome it's that it started die. two weeks ago. Black Friday is when people die. I have gotten so many cool things on Black Friday. But how many you're, times have you died Your family is one of the families Friday. that braves Black Friday, though. Yeah, 
You know what? I don't. How many enjoy... people have you elbowed in the face to get something? None. Cool? Nothing. Okay. You think I have to elbow someone in the face? No, I don't. I think on Black Friday you might. No, I don't. They just know. <laughs> I've seen die. the replays. People they just die. Know. They just know. Um, you, have that, you have that intimidation factor. I used to yeah. really like it just when Black em. Friday started at like three in the morning. So you had to like get up really early and wait in the lines. Now it starts at like six on Thursday <laughs> or sometimes three on Thursday. Yeah, okay. sometimes they open back up on Thanksgiving and they're like, Black Friday starts now. And it's like, this, this is still is, Thursday. But this is Thursday. Right. Early. <laughs> Calendar this stuff. Black guys. Friday is so much fun. Now, my sister, on the other hand. She's gotten to some little uh, scuffles over some Barbies before. I can Ooh. see that. I can yeah. see that. She, she don't play around. She's a very meek and mild type person. She's nice. But She's nice. Uh, when you start talking about stuff that involves the Savage Kids, nope, she, she don't goes play. straight crazy ant mode. And, you know, she ain't afraid to throw some bows on somebody for some Barbies. You know what I mean? So, so she she's get, the one that throws the elbow. She right, get crazy. Right. <laughs> she get crazy. Do you know when we were much, much younger, I took up for young Nico at a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. Ooh. Yes. Did you find vomit in said ball pit? No, I wasn't in the ball pit. Uh, young Nico was playing in the ball pit. And there was a slightly older boy throwing balls at him. So did you throw balls at him? Uh, actually, I did. Nice. I, I'm like, okay, Nico, how much older than, than you am I? Like 15 years. Uh, okay. So <laughs> Is I'm that old. accurate? You're 33, and you're 18? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay, so I'm outside of this thing, and I'm I'm a full-grown person. Because Nico's like five (laughs) or six. You're a full-grown man. You're like 20. Yeah. No, yeah, this is a a stupid story. Like, I I, I lose my mind for a minute. I'm standing next to to our dad, and we're having a conversation, and he's keeping an eye on Nico while he's playing in this little ball pit. And this kid is picking on this, like, he's picked on you a couple times. He's throwing stuff in your face a couple times. So I literally just grab a ball, and I peg this kid in the face. And it, like it's it's a moment of shock because I I get him, and he looks he looks he looks at me and I go yeah it's not so good is it so I'm throwing balls at kids guy and then my dad just looks at me and I was like sorry sorry I <laughs> took went it, took it up a level my fault I'm like hover dad is what what uh mommy savage calls me yeah yeah so sometimes. I probably would have been in the ball pit with William or yes, Nico yeah. at that point I I feel no obligation to get in the ball pit because what I did was probably way worse anyway so. <laughs> It wasn't worse. That's awesome. Is it? That's a great story. Like, I literally just, That's a big brother story you can tell for the rest of your like, life. Like, I nailed this kid because that's what shocked everyone in the ball pit. That's <laughs> like everything in the pit stopped. If Nico ever loses responsibility and has a kid one day, I'll you, can, take you can tell that story to his kid. You know, the time I saved your dad from a ball pit. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's true. Your dad was in danger of ball to the face death. Ball to the face death in a ball pit. How did you die, dad? Ball pit. Ball pit. I was five. <laughs> this story uh, makes no sense. It does, <laughs> but it's hilarious. I definitely, I definitely like realized that I went over the edge, and I just walked away. I just looked at Dad and just shrugged and walked off. The best part, though, about Black Thanks, Friday, you're welcome. You, you can meet some really cool people in these lines because you're going to wait in some lines. Oh God! So Jeez, uh, that's, that's something I can't handle. No, I can't I'm, I'm going to give you some Black Friday tips. You ready? Oh, okay. You, have to, you can't go solo. You need to go in pairs. All right, that's right? fair. Because what you do is you go in pairs, you get in the store. Let's say you're looking for one thing, right? Oh, yeah. Let's say we're going to Target because they've got a sale on the TVs, which is what we did last year. So me and Mommy Savage go into the Target. I grab said TV. I get in the long line. As I'm in line, now she's shopping for anything else we might need. Then she'll just come back, dump, and go back. It's like supermarket sweepstake almost. Okay, that's, that's smart. So I'm in the line waiting, so I might have started with one item, but when the night's over with, I might have, like, a basket load of stuff. <laughs> and now it's time to go. We're, we're good to go. It's perfect. 
That's so it's intelligent. Like a, it's almost like a euphoric high. But maybe that's why you don't get the fights, is because she's out there knifing maybe, people for maybe. like. <laughs> she's we, the one throwing right, the elbows. Like I found this six pack of socks and I had to kill two guys she to is, get it. She is crazy. Let me she tell is, you. Yeah, Mama but, Savage um, does not play. It's a euphoric high, just bouncing from place to place, finding the deals and getting there on time. <laughs> You gotta get the deals, so, man. I don't even really like shopping, but for some reason on Black Friday, it just feels good. It's because you get massive deals. It just feels right. I just think of those massive those, like couponers it that are like they feel get, right. They get like seven hundred dollars worth of groceries, and they're like, "Oh yeah, your total is twelve cents," and you're like, "Oh okay." Uh, Dude, I, I've <laughs> been places where I've seen people get money back. Yeah, I was just in a uh, local $2. grocery store, and I was laughing because we're walking down the aisle with the toothpaste and the deodorants and stuff. And you know how we have those uh, binders with the for our baseball cards, and right? Like Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. cards and stuff. This lady had one of those for her coupons. Oh my god! I was like, so she was, she so was intense. She is hardcore. She is owning that right but now. But you know what that means is like when it happens, whatever it is, like when that happens and the world is over, she doesn't she doesn't have to leave her house. Nope, yeah. she's good. She gets to stay at, at her house for like the next ten she years. She will have. Uh, she'll have enough shampoo. She'll have cans. Her soup. teeth will be smelling well. Yeah, they will not go bad. Nope. She'll have enough deodorant yeah. for an army. <laughs> Hopefully um, she goes with the no scent, because it's the scent she might be done. Jenna uh, started, my sister, she started doing the coupon. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I think her and Allie were kind of like... Like they were like teaming. Playing with it right. a little bit. Trying to figure it out. And uh, she stopped almost immediately because I got this text from her. She said, just bought, it was like 15 things of detergent. She was like, do you need one for 50 cents? And I was like, I guess for 50 cents I will buy a detergent from three, you. I'll take three, please. Right. So I went and bought, and, so, and when I went to pick it up, they were huge. It was like five gallons of detergent. <laughs> and so basically they had like, I guess she got, it was like buy one, get four free or something. And so she wound up with like an army of these. Like she had more than she was, she was like, we'll never do this much laundry. And I think that was immediately the end of it for her too. Cause she was like, what am I going to do with all of this stuff? I know we had a friend who Allie worked with back in the Red Robin days. Okay. And they had this little one bedroom apartment and she, th- this chick... She gets, like, stuck on certain things and, like, obsesses about it. And so couponing was her deal. Oh. I mean, they were, like, dumpster diving for coupons to, like, find <laughs> yeah. more and more coupons. <laughs> Way more and so we went to their apartment one time, and there was nowhere to even, like, sit. Was there was just, just loads and loads of, like, toothpaste and shampoo and, and that's the thing mouthwashes. Is, what they coupon isn't the stuff that's, like, they don't coupon perishables. If you so, would, like, you wind up with, like, 800 pounds of ramen. Yeah, well, I could live off of that. Ramen is so good. Ugh. You, oh. would, you wouldn't live well, but you could live. Yeah, you never mind. I can't <laughs> like, say. I what can would understand extreme couponing if you're like the Duggars who have like thirty kids. Man, but when there's like two, when there's like two of you in your mid twenties with no kids, like what's the point of having fifty boxes of toothpaste? Well, I think yeah, it, and the thing is that they keep adding on to it. Like they have like a stockpile, and it keeps getting bigger. Right. I guess we're no better with our hero clicks. No, we're not. But what they do but is those they are, save those money. are game things. <laughs> those are those. game pieces. Yeah. Yeah, like they can't make. I can use them all the time. <laughs> but the thing of it is, they're saving. Yeah, they're saving crazy money because I've watched. I've watched the lady. She had no, no, two no. or three well, cards. Okay, in I'm going to stop you right there because I have this argument with said someone all the time. Okay, just because you can save a, a butt load of butt load of money on something, do you really even need that much of it though? So you really even saving money? Well, like, also you're putting in hours of effort. Right, okay, right. But this person, right, Nico. Thank you. This person that I saw it was a stranger to me, so I can't. I can't speak too particulars. But there was dinner things in there. There were lunch things in there. So they were buying food as well. And two full carts. And it wound up being under $50 after she's now paying all legit. those coupons. When you got food in there and you're saving some money, I mean, I'm down. So, so to me, I, 
But when you're yes, buying there was 50 like, boxes of toothpaste. Right. Like, like you'll, you'll never have to buy yes, toothpaste. Yes, you just save like, money, but now you have to move that stuff around constantly. No, you know what you could do, honestly. Like, okay, if run number one, you it? wind up. No, well, yeah, you could. Yeah. I think you need a license for that. To sell toothpaste? To sell that kind of stuff. I don't know. Here's what you, you need a here's, tax ID. Here's what I would do. Personally, me personally, I would donate that. No, that's what I'm saying. That, if I would you want to do that, that and then donate, quick story, we're getting out of here. I did that today, okay? Went to the Walmart. To, we, we buy these shoe boxes they send out for Christmas overseas oh, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, for the kids. While we were at Walmart, they had these 24 packs of these little crayons. The crayons, coloring books, stickers, right? Yeah. Usually a dollar. They had a 25 pack for 250 each. So I bought 20 of them. Or no, 22 of them. Okay. We bought them all. We're right. just going to put them in Christmas things, send them out to kids. Now, if you're couponing that way, God bless America. Well, yeah, and if, like, on the second run of toothpaste, you give the you give the first run to, like, a shelter. Yeah, the women's shelter. Right. Donate to the women's shelter here in Montgomery County. There you go. If you're a couponer and you're here in Conroe, hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. Email us or something. Tell us your story. Explain it. Because we're confused, but I hope that you're donating. And if not, we'll help you donate. To yeah, one we'll of these, find somebody uh, who takes your charity. Absolutely. Or we'll just give it to Nico. God knows he needs the God, yeah, brush your teeth. All right, man. Let's jump out to a break. Uh, when we get back here, we're going to talk a little bit of movie news. Oh, I Joey like Savage, Nerd Thug Radio. I know you know this already, but most of the shows on Lone Star Community Radio are available in podcast format. If you want to keep up with the latest shows, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lone Star Community Radio, and our website at IRLoneStar.com. You can even follow us on SoundCloud and Twitter to see the latest posts from Lone Star Community Radio. Can't find a show? Then just search for it on IRLoneStar.com in the search bar to the top right of every page. Or just contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash contact us with your questions, demands, sponsorships, anything. Lone Star Community Radio is your Montgomery County Community Radio Station. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. You got excited there. You, you I did. Jumped. I saw the ping, <laughs> finger point at me, and I was like, ooh, ooh, wee, time to go. Ooh, wee. I'm ooh, the Captain ooh, Joey boy, Savage. Rick. <laughs> this is what I was just thinking of. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Nico, hit us with that uh, that impression real quick. Go. Ooh, ooh boy. Ooh. That's, uh, that's the character of uh, Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Mr. Poopy Butthole. There it is. <laughs> Here I, we go. I just I rewatched. So my, my, my DVR cast is all Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> and I just rewatched like three hours of Rick and Morty yesterday. I watched uh, uh, the episode uh, Get Swifty. Oh. <laughs> I watched that one. That's a classic uh, other one. Night. Yeah, that was a good one. That's but, nice uh, tea, right? We are yeah. Yeah, we are Nerd Thug Radio. We are on. Tea. We're live right now on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We're not actually live. Anything we're can happen. Yeah, we're broadcasting. We're broadcasting. We're broadcasting live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. But seriously, if you're an extreme couponer, please get with us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. This is my new mission. I want to hear like about to this. help you help yeah. others. Yeah. With that being said. With it being said. Yes, that too. With but it being said. Let's talk as a little well bit uh, some, in some movie to- slash television news what's a what? tv that yeah, developed over the weekend or over the week like a like a photo yeah yeah shake it like a polaroid picture yeah andre 3000 uh, shake it i got shake it shake uh, it shake it even though you're not supposed to do that shake it yeah you're not supposed to yeah polaroid did release a statement when that song came out they were like actually just take it like a salt shaker you're not a polaroid you're just supposed to let it develop on its own yep do not shake the polaroid picture anyways do not do not 
So the Inhumans is something we've talked about. They're pretty rad. From Marvel. Uh, yes. Um, yes. A few years ago, it was uh, they were on the docket to have their own movie. Yes, and Vin Diesel wanted to play King Black Bolt. And then that was scratched a bit. Yes. And then they had a variation of them on <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And then uh, when they did this whole shakeup at Marvel. Incorrect. The Inhumans uh, were seeming to be off the docket altogether. Yes. And then this past week, out of nowhere. Yes. They released news about an Inhumans TV show that is coming 2017. Yes. And I, they want to do, they want to go big. They want to go, go live action. So it's going to be on it. ABC. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I don't you remember you called it anything. Yeah. No, I called Inhumans way back. When? No, know. but you did it incorrectly. You didn't know that they had split yet. Like, you were like, Inhumans is going to be awesome. And we were like, "Not, it's not going to happen. And then you were like, Wah. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> So it's going to be on ABC in the fall of 2017, <laughs> but episodes one and two are going to be doing something a little different. It's going to be an hour each. An hour each on the IMAX. IMAX. Wow, that's intense. All right. uh, IMAX has partnered up with Marvel Studios to make this. First time ever that IMAX is getting involved with you know, producing something, basically. Ooh. So can, can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock the world here. Do it. Yes. 100% not excited. <laughs> Really? All right. 100% not excited. Why? Do explain. Do tell, okay. sir. So part of, this, part of this is involved with the politics behind what's going on. Kevin Feige, or Feige, or Feige, I've never met him, so I don't know how to say his name. Feige. Feige? The Feige? The Feige. The Kevin the Feige. Fons, it's the Feige. Uh, KF uh, is running Marvel Studios. Yeah. He is the head of the studios. He's been the guy, he's been like the creative money-crunching pusher. He's the coal that runs that engine. Right, exactly. He's the fuel that runs Marvel Studios. So everything goes through him. He's the head of Marvel Studios. And Ike Permutator has been the guy who is in charge of licensing with Marvel, so he's heavily involved in all of this because obviously these are all Marvel licenses. Technically, Marvel Studios is a separate company that licenses Marvel characters for movies. Uh, Now, obviously, the relationship is super friendly because they're together. Uh, When... They started to have this war with Fox Studios over ownership of the characters uh, for X-Men and Fantastic Four. If you remember, all of a sudden there were no X-Men and Fantastic Four comic books for a minute. They oh, they, yeah. they they really they, they super downplayed Fantastic Four. We're going to get X-Men. into some X-Men stuff here a little bit later. but Right. Continue. And so X-Men, they tried to kind of uh, phase out. Phase out. They were going to get rid of them, and Inhumans was going to replace them because Marvel Studios cry. owned still the... Inhumans, but they didn't control the licensing for the X-Men. So Ike Permutealer is heavily involved on the TV side for Marvel, uh, more so than the movies because Kevin Feige is so strong on the movie side. So even though though Ike is in charge of licensing, when it comes to the movies, Kevin says, thanks for the permission, now go away, I'm going to make some movies. Now on the TV side, though, he's going to be more in control. And so the Inhumans is kind of his baby. That's been the thing that he was pushing... For coming out of the two Avengers movies that are going to go back to back, originally, Inhumans was going to be the movie that comes out of that. Right. So there was going to be some sort of space, alien, mutant, inhuman crossover crossover event that creates a story that opens up the Inhumans, originally for a movie. So Ike's going to take this idea now and make it a TV show. Tons and tons and tons of TV shows that start out as movie ideas tend to be really bad. Because they have a couple big scenes in mind. That's why the IMAX plays into it, I think. And then they don't know where to go. Seasons two, seasons three, 
episode five of season one? Like, what do you do? Let's say let's say the show starts strong and ABC says, great, give me 22 episodes. And they go, eh. Yeah, what do you do for episodes 12 through 16, 12 through 18? There's going to be seven weeks where, where you're just stretching time. I kind of believe with this situation, they're doing eight episodes, kind of like what they're doing at Netflix. Right. With the, the, the Defenders, what they did with the first season of Agent of Carter. Well, uh, each each agent of Carter was was a, a little, limited run. little mini series. Yeah, so they do the eight. Uh, if it goes and tests well, they might come back and be like, "All right, this went well." So twenty eighteen, we want a twenty two episode run, right, or something of that that magnitude. I just, I but isn't but isn't that like a writing style in of itself where you plan around big events, like you start with big events and then you interconnect them? Uh, I mean, that's sort of comic book writing these days. Modern comic book writing is essentially. Going from event to event to event and then keeping your character. One thing I'm hoping that this does is the movie universe has kind of been ignoring the TV universe, even right. though it's all set together. No, you're 100% right. And you will see on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit of them talking about stuff that happens, or even when there was um, the Hydra thing during uh, Captain America 2. Season 2 of Agents it, of S.H.I.E.L.D. It affected Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Ultron and the Wachovia Accords have affected Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, during all of the Netflix shows, you hear them talk about the battle in New York from right. the first Avengers. But as far as like getting some of those characters into the movies or some of the movie characters on the television show, like I really think that that would be awesome. I in my mind, but I think I think and a so, big reason it hasn't happened is the Ike Kevin feud. Yeah, and so maybe Black or not Black Bolt, but the Inhumans goes well, and they come to some kind of agreement and they start meshing it all together. See, here's my problem. One of the things I like about Marvel is that it is all the same universe as opposed right. to DC, who is totally separate. Right. Which is just dumb. Weird, dumb and weird. It's dumb. When when Flash ran over into Supergirl's world and they literally treated it like two different universes, uh, I thought that was so stupid. That was, that really? was so dumb. Yeah, I, I hated it. I hated it because... I didn't hate it as much because, I mean, okay... The one thing that's made me get along with DC is yes, there is like Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Three, right? And so, when and they, Flash is unabashedly played in that world, and so Flash and Arrow and uh, Legends of Tomorrow have always been in the same universe, right? And Supergirl at the time wasn't really part of CW; it was its own separate entity. But it, but it's not because CW was co-owned, right? But it was still by WB. It still was its own separate entity. It was. I'm doing hand motions here, left and right, which right. is kind of cool. You'll see us on TV here soon. Um, so when he came, when he ran so fast, it went with what Flash was doing. It did. He ran so fast, he went to a different one. And now they're about to have a huge, like, four-part miniseries crossover with all of them on the CW. But that's oh why that's gosh. why it's dumb to me, is because... Like, why, why not take plays advantage into of Flash the situation? Point? Right. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, well, you have to do planning better from the beginning. When you have, like, four ideas coming to one, you've got to, like, work around it to make it make it work. Yeah, but it was and the you same. you do the best you can. But it was the same people behind the shows. But that's the problem with DC and not just setting everything in one universe to begin with. Right. Where Marvel has everything in one universe. So they have the opportunity to make now, this we need, right. We need, a, we need three multiverses. Right. And that's the thing where DC kind of, like, I get that the Flash is heavily involved in traveling between dimensions. That's a part of the story. And so is time travel. Okay, fine. So he can go to different worlds, and he can see alternate versions of characters. But if the Arrow and the Flash are in the same universe, and if the Arrow and the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow are in the same universe, then you make a Supergirl show, and you don't directly tie it into Smallville, per se, because Smallville had a Supergirl, and you didn't cast her. So then you, you, you're clearly you making a new— super old by now, though, right? Uh, she actually—I saw some photos of her the other day. She doesn't look too bad. She'd be, she'd be Superwoman. Hey. You could do a Superwoman. 
Um, but since you're doing a Supergirl and you're basically starting over again, and you're ignoring Superman still, like they don't really touch Superman that much in that show. No, he's in. Starting well, with season this, two. Season two, he's. You're right. He's in season two. He's but in. But you it. didn't want to have Superman in the Supergirl show because then he's obviously going to overshadow her. Right. You wanted it to be about her. But since you knew in season one you weren't going to play up Superman at all, you could have tied the, all of them together. You could have put them all in the same universe, and it really wouldn't have affected it. But also, they mentioned, they, uh, they mentioned people in passing, and like that kind of helps the world build because it's those small details. Exactly, it, that are fun. And they do that a lot in Marvel, and that's why you've gotten glimpses For that example, they're in, in all the uh, universe. In Doctor Strange, he's driving, and he, when he's early in the movie, he's still a surgeon. He's getting cases thrown at him. One of the first cases that's thrown at him is a, Air, a 35-year-old Air Force pilot injured in an exosuit accident with spinal injury. They're obviously talking about War Machine from Civil War. Correct. So then it fits it all into a timeline. Right. And then you know, okay, well, Doctor Strange happens after Civil War, and it tells. So, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's those small details that make it feel like a cohesive world rather than just separate things. Separate exactly. Things. No, like even in the Netflix shows, they so in the first three Netflix shows, there's – not a lot of crossover of the three. Now, Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones, but Daredevil wasn't in any of them. No. But they make different references to one another, so yeah. you know we're in the and they same run, universe. And they run Night Nurse through all of it. Right. They Ros- do. Rosario Dawson, you sexy, character. sexy mama. She's, she's like, what, in her late 40s now? I don't even care. Yeah, no, me either. I don't even care, man. <laughs> what was the movie? Was it, was it Clerks 2 when they're in the fast food restaurant? Yeah, She's the Clerks assistant two. manager? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, jeez. The whole oh, movie. Every scene she's in. I just want I. What yeah. movie is she not in? Where every scene she's in, you're like, "Hello, sweetheart." Like, no, occasionally she's in movies, and I'm like, "What? What is Rosario doing there?" You should go back and watch the movie Kids, <laughs> where she's in that movie, which is a young teen. Crazy movie, crazy movie. I think I pit, I think I told you about Kids. No, I've seen Kids way. Why are you telling me about? Kids? You should go see Kids. I think I told you about. Kids. Don't tell me about Kids. Why don't you tell me to shut up so we can go out to a break? <laughs> We'll be right back. I want to touch on one thing. We'll get to it next segment. Nerd Thug Radio. Talking nerdy to you. Hey, you listening to the podcast? What do you think so far? We really like doing it. Hit us up on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio with your thoughts. Uh, Keep in mind, we're live every Monday from 1 to 3. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere. Nerd Thug Radio. Talking nerdy to you. Uh, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Hello? Is this thing on? Hello? Who? Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, oh, hey, Nerd Thug Radio, we're back. What? I'm the Captain Joey Savage. That was so cheese. <laughs> it was awful. I'm Corey no DLG. see me. Nico DLG. We are the collaboration of Nerd Thug Radio. And, and we do lame bits. We I'm are the sorry. original three. <laughs> what do you, why do you say it like that? Like, we're the original three. Like I mean, next week, are we not going to be no, here? No, but I mean, happen? you know, we've got the Sticky OG Vicky. Trinity. Right. Sticky okay. Vicky, who sits in some. Right. Zach Attack. Zach Attack, who keeps begging us to be on the show. Yeah. James, uh, the Smasher Hatcher. Yeah, he, yeah. Was a, he was a special guest once. He wants to be back on. Yeah, but I think we've got to go. Members of the Nerd Thug Radio that have been on the show more than like three times. Two times. That way we can get Zach in there. Okay. So we're the original three. Mommy Savage, Sticky Vicky. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach Attack. They're like secondary members. We're yeah. X-Men. They're X-Men. Donnie Utah. He's only been on once. Matt Mayhem. Once. But same with Vicky. Vicky's only been on one. Twice, Twice. Three times. Yeah, she was in a DLG takeover. Like, she was on the week before. And oh, you're right. You're right. She yeah. had to like, get her feet wet. You know what I mean? That's true. We had to make. We had to break her in. 
So last segment, I wanted to get on some other movie news. Yep, yep. What things happen. Things happen. Um, so last week, DLG, we were talking about the possibilities of the Justice League Dark. Oh, wait. We've gone too far. We're on 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. FM radio. NerdThuggerRadio.com, uh, Facebook.com, backslash NerdThuggerRadio, IRLoneStar.com, Twitter, at NerdThuggerRadio, at Corey DLG, Instagram, Joey.K15. Let's go. Joey.K15? Oh, Joey.Savage15. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's why you're not the cell phone guy. <laughs> not this segment. <laughs> not this time. All right. So also in movie news. All right. So last week we were talking about the possibility of a Justice League Dark movie. And what can we say? We have foresight That's of, right. of we, legend. We, uh, Guillermo sort of del Toro was... Talking about it. Uh, right. he's, he's, he's been in the idea. Right. He pitched the idea a long time ago, and that was actually going to be like a cheaper Justice League movie to do than, right, right. than right, actual right, Justice right, League. Right. So they actually talked about doing that movie for a minute, then they backed off, writer Strike, then this, then that. And so they went ahead and made it. A little bit of that. They went ahead and made it uh, animated. Yeah. And, and so it's coming out in a few months. January 17th. Oh, oh. Got the official release yeah. date, huh? No, January 24th. Oh, you January are a 24th. Liar. I don't know what to believe. Of 2017. Oh, that's where the 17 came from. Ah, but yeah, they just kind of released it out of nowhere. Yeah, they a trailer. The trailer. It's got John Constantine in it. It's got Swamp Thing in it. It's got Zatanna in it. It's got Etrigan the Demon in it. Batman's in it. It looks like Batman is leading this team. I don't know. No, I definitely think Constantine's leading it. Do you watch the trailer, right? Yeah, I watched the trailer. That's what I was saying. Um, from the trailer, it looks like the looks Batman like Batman's line. assembling them. Yeah, like he's like, away from one Justice guy we need something's John going Constantine. Yeah, he, def- he definitely like, says that in the trailer. It kind of feels like Constantine's like leading it because he knows the most about the dark magic, I, w- I would say. But, and what team is Batman not on where he's not actually leading? When you think he's not leading, he really yeah. is leading. Oh, yeah. That's the Batman. He Batmans you. My favorite thing about this Justice League Dark is the return of Matt Ryan. <laughs> I have been pushing for Matt Ryan to reprise Constantine, and uh, I'll take him on the uh, animated side. Well, the he's doing the voice to look like a him. little bit like Matt Ryan, and he's too. doing the voice of him. Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty good. I'm kind of excited. It's all good. It's rated R. It is rated R. Oh, the comes second, out on the, the second DVD. rated R animated yep, film. Yep, yep. Now you know, well, technically the third actually. You know what doesn't surprise me though is the January release date because if you pay attention to DC animated, they do a movie every quarter. Right, which is awesome. Um, there, I mean, I love it. We'll love give it. DC one. The one thing DC has going for them is the animated animation. movies. Animated movies, animation in general, like Young Justice, Teen Titans. Those, yeah, cartoons oh. and, and the animated cartoons, animated movies, animated DC. They're so all on good. top of it. <laughs> they're they're cinematic DC is a different story. And they're so far ahead of the game of Marvel in that Marvel Marvel and can't image, even, honestly. Marvel can't even keep up. Like, why why isn't there an invincible cartoon? I don't know. That'd be a great idea. Maybe we should pitch start it. it. Pitch it. Let's just pitch it and put it out there on the Twitter. And next thing you know, we'll have it in about a year and a half. You know, we do keep speaking things into existence. I did tweet this uh, yesterday or this past week to DC that uh, Nerd Thug Radio had some ideas for uh, solo comic <laughs> movies uh, for DC. And I just threw out a couple names we, we tossed around. So crossing your fingers, we'll see what happens. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. A Lobo movie solo shows up. You know where it came from. That's right. This Nerd Thug Radio. You got, we won our 10%. Yeah. We I'll won take our... five. From that, I'd take five at least. All right. All right. Five we could be good with. Okay. No, let's Joe... go six. We all get two, two each. There you go. I was to say, Joey's no longer in charge of negotiation. He's <laughs> immediately <laughs> cutting us in half before we're even at the table. We'll get 6%. Actually, hey, no. We'll take half of that. First yeah. of all, if there's anything about sales with this three of us, I'm leading that pack. So just stay with me here. Uh, I mean, I would think so. But I when I said 10, you immediately you. said You can't five. shoot too high. You can't shoot too high. You shoot too high, and you're going to miss. you got to start in the middle ground. 
No, if you start high, you end in the middle. No, no, no. Sometimes if you go too high, you're just completely you, you thrown lose off. it immediately. Immediately, they're like they're like you got to yeah, come here. in at a and good like, number. No, <laughs> you got to come in at a good number, and then when things go well, then you renegotiate higher. That's no. how it works. No, Corey, you have no idea what you're doing. No, that gray beard of yours. No, is getting worse. Gandalf. Speaking of gray beards, yeah, some Stan Lee news came out this week. Oh, or an article. I read an article. He did an interview with a uh, young gentleman who uh, is beating cancer. Woo! And, uh, yeah, Woo! awesome. Woo! Oh, looks good. Looks good. Woo! And so uh, this, this young guy got to ask him some questions and stuff. And, um, Corey, do you recall your reasonings on episode, was that like four or five? We way, picked fictitious way back uh, in the day. presidential candidates. Yeah, and I went Captain America and Dr. Doom. And what was the, one of the reasons you... you chose said Dr. Doom, who most people see as a villainous character. Because he's not, he's, he's a misunderstood character. He's a Magneto. He has a, he has a, he has a motivation. Magneto was left. Uh, he, has a, <laughs> he has a motivation that's tied directly to his origin, but part of his motivation is that he just thinks he would do a better job than everyone else. Which so is probably true. The reason you want him on your team is because if you can get you and him on the same page, then he's just going to make that stuff happen. He's just going to get in there and grind it out. He's going to get in the room with some senators. He might use some mind control, some spells. Who knows? But it might not be the best means to the end, but he's not a bad guy. He's just a driven individual. So in this interview, one of the things Stan Lee came out and said is he wanted to clear some things up about the Doctor Doom. See? See? I'm uh, telling he you. said everyone sees Doctor Doom as a villain, when in reality, all Doctor Doom wants to do is just rule the world. That's it. And Stan Is that inherently said, bad? "Yeah." Stan said, "If you walk up to a police officer, police officer, say, officer, I want to rule the world. He's not going to arrest you. There's no crime to want to rule the world. How can he be a villainous character if he just wants to rule the world because he thinks he can do a better job?" He cried on 9/11. Proves he's he not did. evil. That's true. He did. That's true. And uh, recently, in the uh, events of the Secret Wars, uh, they've come out of that. He's showing a more heroic side, which we talked about this during the break. He got what he wanted. Right. If you haven't read Secret Wars, Corey, break it down for everybody. Uh, essentially, the realities are all connected, but they're exploding. They're dying. Doctor Doom figures out the reason why. Him and Doctor Strange actually together with the Molecule Man, who's part of the reason why. The three of them are trying to save the galaxies. They figure out the source of the issue. Right at the crucial moment, Doctor Strange actually buckles. He doesn't want to hold on to all of the power it would take to fix the problem. Dr. Doom steps up, says, I will take this. Takes it all on himself, essentially is a god, and he creates what they call a battle world with these different sheriffs and these different counties and these different... Uh, so basically it's like the world, but each um, all the different, section of the pie is a different universe from right. all the universes all the throughout of all the alternate realities of Marvel comics, all the fun different iterations, <laughs> the 92 X-Men, uh, the Secret Wars, the Spider-Girl... Uh, from the future where she's the daughter of Peter Parker. That was the one of them. Age of Apocalypse. Was one. Um, so. They do all these fun, the the Maestro Hulk, who is the Hulk yep, yep. from the future. He has the his House own. House of M has its own world. The House of M has its own world. Uh, the, the Hydra. Braddocks, the yeah, Braddocks the have their own world. And so each different world has its own Baron that rules the world. Ru- that rules, rules that, that, that location. They yeah. all answer to God King Doom. And so Doom, basically what he did is he took all these different pieces from these realities and he forged one world. And he's holding it together with his own, with the stolen godlike power. So in reality, he's got what he wanted. He is ruling the world. That's right. And now it, in the end, uh, he loses uh-huh. power and everything kind of goes back to, to normal-esque. 
So how would you how would you feel if the one thing you wanted more than anything in the world you got and then lost? Well, not only not only does he lose it, so I mean that would be one way to feel, but he doesn't just lose it. He realizes that someone else could do it better. Right. And um and so once you realize that you you're not even cut out for the dream you want. That it'd be like wanting to be a country singer and then Simon Cowell says you're the worst thing you've ever that he's ever heard on the planet. So you have to kind of reevaluate Or your is character. it more like you feel like you're the greatest country musician ever and you're going to just blow the charts and someone else comes and sings your songs better than you. Oh god, that would sting. Like think if that one would sting. think if one day some guy comes and all he sings is Garth Brooks songs and he does them Ten times better. Like I mean, I think how I would, would that make Garth Brooks feel? First of all, I think I would, I would be in heaven. <laughs> so that would be amazing because I love Garth Brooks, and so if someone's ten times better than Garth right? Brooks, man, doing his same song, man, that's what this would be like. Man, I don't even know. Like I can't even focus now. Like I'm I'm hearing heaven in my head right now. Like I can't even. <laughs> and the no, thunder rolls. It would definitely the thunder roll and the lightning strike. Um, even more than that, like the dance. Oh, oh my God. yeah, that's a good one. Oh man. <laughs> I got friends in low oh, places. And then you get like... Uh, <laughs> Where the whiskey drowns. How do we go from Dr. Doom to Garth, <laughs> yeah, to Garth Brooks? <laughs> I love this show. This this show makes no sense. It's the best. Uh, but no, you would the definitely... Best around. That's not even how that goes. Uh, but you definitely would reevaluate things. You would you would, you would would look up and you would say, you know, hey, um, what what's next for me? And so for Dr. Doom, that's what he's doing now in the new Marvel Universe is... He's kind of trying to be somebody else. He's sort of, uh, I think it's the superior Iron Man is what he's in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so now he's he's the better Iron Man, he feels like. Now he's just going to out Tony Stark, Tony Stark. <laughs> now, the one thing that coming out of Secret Wars that they did do for Doctor Doom is they cure his scars. Right. Um, a lot of time, uh, for a long time, those the scars fueled his hatred for Reed because he was a king and he had an ugly face. And if you remember, throughout all of Marvel continuity, the people of Latveria love. Doctor Doom. They love them because some he Doom. saved their country. He saved their country. He's protected their country. He's kept their country safe from the crazies of the outside world. No matter where you go, Doctor Doom is loved and respected in Latveria. There's no uprising against him. The Fantastic Four do a story where they're in Latveria and they can't even find rebels. Like I mean, it's just Doctor Doom. He's a great character. Uh, to me, uh, he's just a misunderstood. Yeah, he's he's a very fun character. We're gonna jump out to a break real quick. Uh, when we come back, I don't want to. We're halfway through the show. I don't that want to. That means we're going to get to the weekly top three. Woo! Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Yes! Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at dick.irlonestar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Whoa! I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Nico DLG. And uh, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, Lone Star Community Radio. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. Conroe's FM. And you can hear us worldwide on IRLoneStar.com or on NerdThugRadio.com. And if you are just... Or on Facebook, yeah. backslash NerdThugRadio. if you're just now listening... Dot com. Uh, tomorrow, go to NerdThugRadio.com and you can catch us podcasting... Well, the podcast version, you can hear the first half of the show if you've if you've missed it. 
Oh, I didn't know what you were doing there. I was like, why would they do that? They're listening right now. But if they just <laughs> but now, if they tuned in just now. Just now. He just got off work. You know? Oh, yeah. And you're just now turning on the radio in your car. So it's 2 p.m. You're walking around right now. You're, you're like, like, hey, what's happening? Hey, what's, what's up? Going what's going on? Weather's on? nice. It's actually cold now. Is it cool? It is cold. No, no, what was that? What no, are you doing right no, now? It's, it's not actually. Oh, man. It's not actually. So, cool. It's like bad TV weatherman. That was awful. <laughs> if you uh, are just tuning into Nerd Thug Radio for the first time, thank you for listening. After the one hour mark, we get into a weekly top three. That's right. So Ooh. here we go. Corey, you ready? Okay. Welcome to the weekly top three. Ooh, ooh, weekly, weekly, weekly top three. Weekly top three. Beautiful. So every beautiful. week we have a, a weekly you. top three that uh, me and the DLG decide upon. Nico, I think you even came up with one topic out of 32. Yep. So Once. Cool, cool. I was there. Plot one twists. time. <sighs> what a tweet. What a tweet. So this is uh, stemmed from a conversation we had in our group chat. Did you just sigh like a few days ago? You? Because <sighs> I know I'm about I work to get here. really ticked off. This is going to get intense. This is going to get intense. This is going to get intense. So this week, the weekly top three are our picks for the three lamest X-Men characters. I already know my blood is going to boil. Angry Zach, I wish you were here with me. You did this because he wasn't here. I'm not afraid. Oh, I'll, man. I'll call him up next. And I'll tell him the same thing. So what we like to do here at Nerd Thug Radio is let the worst person go first. All right, we call it one. worst to first. That's true. Nico DLG, you're number three. Thunderbird. No, no, hey. I honestly consider Thunderbird. <laughs> no, character. Thunderbird is definitely in the running for worst X-Man ever. That so, is, so he did like one thing and it was die? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. He's got, like, super strength, but then he was like, hey, guys, i got to save the team. So he flew himself into a fighter jet and then died. It's right. Like so many people have super strength. Like, why give a new character super strength? Well, this was back in the day. We need a Hulk on the X-Men. Well, actually, the kind of the, what makes it even dumber is Thunderbird and Colossus are introduced at the same time. Right? One so of them is infinitely both, better than right. the other. So they Colossus both could have done strength. the same thing and lived. Yeah, you know what? Without reading the exact issue, I don't know the details, but yes, you're right. If Colossus had jumped on the fighter jet, he'd still be alive today, and Thunderbird would be Uncle Thunderbird, uh, <laughs> like, and he would just hang out at the mansion, and <laughs> yeah. no one would take him seriously. Uh, you know, He the, died for his team. He died for his team, and the, really the best thing about Thunderbird is that his little brother became Warpath that was it. in honor of Thunderbird. He's the cooler version. He's the way cooler version. Thunderbird He's gone to space. Is lame. He's joined X Force. He didn't die by throwing himself into a fighter jet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? Yeah, Warpath's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Thunderbird You're... had like a three issue run, and that's that, it. That's it. It's yeah. funny. He's a, he's in he's in Hero Clicks, and he's got a power where he can he can he go through all your defense, but then he dies immediately afterwards. See, he's useful <laughs> for like one thing, thing. and that's it. <laughs> one scenario. One. Right. Time be my scenario. So my number three. I get pissed right here. No, it's not. It's not here. It's not yet. It's, it's not, not here. here. It's not yet. It's not, uh, yet. not yet. It's not yet. All right, go ahead. Number okay. three. Okay. So my number three. So I did this a little bit differently because the powers thing, like we in the, in our group conversation, we're talking about like lamest powers, and to me, That's pretty lame. It, it just depends on a writer for powers. But as far as the actual history of a character, actually how they use them, what they do, that's what I'm gonna base this on. So for me, so you're basing your top three. On the how the writers have depicted characters. Right. Because, Not necessarily the characters themselves. Right. Because maybe there's going to be... I might be able to Coming live. from the guy that said the best X-Men is cool just because of her powers. Well, Coming yeah. from the guy that who was, said that Blink is his favorite character... But not favorite enough to be in his top three favorite female characters. Right. Go back and listen to that episode. Right. 
All right, so because her powers are cool, so I, I, I might not get as upset since this is based on the writers and not necessarily the characters. Right, itself. because they've essentially there. There's been characters. I might only they, blow my top once. <laughs> where they, where once. they, they severely underplay or under. Some characters have just been incredibly underwhelming in their existence. So uh, what's your number three? Come on. So my number three here. Quit beating around the bush. Well, I just wanted to lay it out. I want you to hear Quit the ground. coddling us and just tell us. My number three is Hope Summers. Yeah, I kind of figured you'd go this area. Yeah. Uh, Hope Summers to me makes no sense. She's got, we, we briefly discussed you know this it's, last week. And it's nothing to her fault. No. They set it up really well. Right. They had tons of cool storylines. That they could have done. And then they didn't pay us off. And then, right. And that's the thing is like, you could have a great intro and a great middle, but if the payoff is terrible, right. it doesn't work. Nobody wants to watch your, watch your story. Nobody cares. And I think that's like the M. Night Shyamalan problem you know, that we've discussed a million times. We've killed that guy on the show like a hundred <laughs> times. We've roasted um, him. But Roast. I think that's part of the problem in these sort of stories is if, if you only have two-thirds of the, of the formula, right. you're going to under-deliver. No matter where the other part comes from, if it's the beginning is weak and then the rest is great, that might be the better way to do it, honestly. But when you don't have a finale built for this character, because Especially, the thing about her is, what I mean by that, for those who don't know, is she showed up in the comic books as a messiah. Like, her point was she was going to help bring the mutant race back, and it was going to help them save the day. So, for, I mean, how many years was it? Three, four? Three or four years. Everything X-Men related was, was about based Hope around Hope Summers. You're waiting for this big payoff. You get to the AVX storyline, Avengers mm-hmm. versus X-Men. You feel like Pretty you're about to get it. And then it just changes focus from her to Cyclops, and I mentioned this last week. Right. So I, I'm not blowing my lid on your number three. I agree with this one. This it's just too me. I like her. She's got a cool power set where she can copy stuff. Right. There's so many cool things they could do, and they're just kind of putting they, right. And they, the writers and they just, have really let they her down. really they really they they messed the bed on that one. Uh, she even miss? had her own team of X-Men at one point. What? Those guys have all disappeared. Like, <laughs> just disappeared. She's right. disappeared. Well, right. And, like, when she came out, she had her own, like, it was called, like, Generation Hope or something. Yeah. And, like, part of her power, yes, she copies powers, but then the other part was that she could find mutants and activate them. And so, like, she, like, activated Activate these, Mutant 12. Right. Like, she activated these four or five mutants, and she had a little team. I don't even know where those people are now. Like, they're, I don't even know. There was they like go. a tree person, like a like a, a, a wolf lady or something. I don't know. It was all it was weird. So my number three, let's hear it, is the X Men Cipher. Okay, uh, his power yeah. is basically he can translate language. He's like a walking Rosetta Stone. <laughs> That's he, basically what he is. He, he is? can translate any language yeah. and he can read body language. Yeah. Wow. Wow, hey, great hey, power, guys. Rosetta Stone. Here. Now, He's a walking Rosetta Stone. They did do... If they would have taken a Rosetta Stone and brought it to life, it would have been more interesting than Cypher. It would, it would, yeah, because <laughs> it would have been like, what am I? Yeah. Um, they actually did... They had one writer who did a cool thing with him where... Lame number could, three, Cypher. Where he could read body language right. as well. So then he was immediately... He, he immediately knew who was telling the truth and who was lying. He immediately gets the calls of things, but also he you was know who a, else a, can do that? A, Sherlock Holmes. But he was also a fighter. He was also a great hand-to-hand combatant because he could read body language. Literally anyone can be trained in hand-to-hand combat. Well, yep. Well, yeah, but yeah, but uh, you know uh, when you when you become a he's a Rosetta Stone that can throw a karate kick. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I they killed him. <laughs> they killed him with a handgun. Like he died. <laughs> like like he didn't even X Men character number yeah. three Cipher. Yeah, he didn't even die like from like a crazy mutant death. Like someone just shot him. And then he was dead. Boom. Yeah. Done. Bang. So, like, he doesn't bang, even get, like, a cool comic death. Down. No, now, nothing. his death does spur Magneto to go back to his eviler ways. Because at the time, Magneto was the headmaster of the X-Men. 
and was in charge of the New Mutants. He feels responsible for the death of Cypher. He's like, man, maybe Cypher shouldn't have been out there because he's a lame X-Man. That might have been my <laughs> he's fault. On, he's on Joey Savage's right. number three. Maybe so, I should have used Colossus instead right, of Thunderbird. Maybe, maybe what I should have been doing is sending out my good X-Men instead of my new mutants. Oops. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> also, he was famous for being best friends with an alien robot. So Lame. Yeah. Nico, got a number two over there, buddy? Uh, Pre-Apocalypse Angel. Pre-Apocalypse Angel... Who just basically has angel-looking wings? Yeah, legit. And he can just he fly. He can fly around. I think, yeah. for, I, don't, I think you're forgetting he was a billionaire. Also, that doesn't, that doesn't make, doesn't make you a good X-Men. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I think money makes up for a lot of flaws. <laughs> no, 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 lame. No, I get it. Like they had to turn him into like the Archangel to make him cool. Yeah, they had to give him like crazy, super epic power. I don't know. Wins. I don't know how I feel about that one because he made it. Okay, so there was a writer later on who better explained why feather-winged angel is scary. Um, essentially, and I don't know if this is actually true, but it's what it said in the comic book, that a goose could break your arm with the force that they flap their wings. So imagine what full-size wings like that could I could do. break your arm with the force of my fist. Uh, is that what we're going back to? Is pop. that because hand-to-hand combat is easy? None, like, it's unimpressive? <laughs> yeah. no, no, is that not, what we're saying? At this point, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. If your only power is you can punch people decently, then you're like... Your only well, power is that you learn how to... I mean, you, you learn to martial art. Right. Or you, you know Krav Maga, it doesn't make you Krav Maga awesome. with feathered wings. Oh, whoop-dee-doo. But the wings do create, like, a, they're extra appendage, so, like, he could The coolest thing. That yeah, he, and, then, and then he got harpooned to a wall. That's true. The coolest <laughs> he had thing. a bad day. You about caught Angel. him on a bad day. The coolest thing when about Angel, taken down by a guy with aside some from being the Archangel, is whenever they brought the, like, original five X-Men back. Yeah. And uh, he's like... Hanging around trying to get inside of X twenty three. No, yeah. yeah, he's got a little love thing going with X twenty three. Which so is uh, did cool. you read that? What happened in his wings? They, they his wings change in that. What happened there? What and where? In, in the new one? Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, I remember when he meets, like he meets the other angel and he's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, he's yeah. Like, what's going on? With <laughs> what you, happened man? to you? And he's um, like, and he's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, because the new angel has memory erased. He's like, I don't remember you. And the other guy's like, I don't know you either. That's that weird. Was, so we got a few minutes, Corey. Your number two. My number two is from Generation X. Okay. It's uh, the characters of Penance and M. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, they've got they, one minute to explain. Them. Oh God, it's so <laughs> weird. So they're sisters. There's there's a there's a pair that are twins, and then there's one other sister, and they take turns in the body of Penance, who's like this diamond skinned mute mutant, yeah. and then M has all these crazy powers that she can access depending on who's making up her. Yeah. So a lot of times the twins would be M, and the other sister would be Penance, and then they would switch for a little while. And, like, it just didn't it didn't, didn't, I didn't make sense. I didn't understand what was going on ever. Because <laughs> like, they would always hint at it, and when it was finally explained, it was too late. They dropped hints for, like, seven years. And then when they explained it, I was like, I don't even care anymore. What are you talking yeah, about? This is crap. Right. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out to a break real quick. We'll get to my number two and then our number ones. And I feel like when Corey talks, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> this is Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy. Stay tuned. you. Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, coming in June of 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube, cable TV, and Our City TV, we are offering special sponsorships rates, which include... Free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast. Interested? 
check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor or call the station at 936-647-5747. Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. You are listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right back into the weekly top three. Oh my gosh. IRLoneStar.com. Facebook. Backslash Nerd Thug Radio. I said we're not going to waste time, Corey. I'm just, you know, in case. I'm in. So this weekly top three is the lamest X-Men. I have a feeling in about five minutes I'm going to blow my lid. So we're coming back to it. We've already done our threes and half of our twos. This is my number two. You ready? That's right. What do you got? Slipstream. You know, slipstream? You know about the Slipstream? I don't know about the Slipstream. Slipstream is a horrible character. Where did this come from? Where do you mean where did it come from? Who, who is it? I've never heard of so this. So this X-Men <laughs> character, what's he you was part know? of the Extreme X-Men line. The Extreme. Uh, and his pal, like he has a sister as well. And his, okay, like I know exactly who this is. and stuff like that. Yeah, these these are two of the worst characters ever. Like, made. basically yeah, you're, you're his fine. power is he create, he's like Nightcrawler. Like, yeah. he teleport, but it's through like a wave tunnel. He can go anywhere, and he mm-hmm. rides a surfboard as he does it. Okay. And his costume That's makes really him look extreme. like he's in a Spider-Man costume. And then he gets gold skin later. Yeah. It's awful. Freaking lame, man. <laughs> It's awful. Okay, so he's basically knockoff Nightcrawler. He's like, he's like a knockoff Nightcrawler dressed like Spider-Man who rides a surfboard throughout like the United States and America but and me, the let world. Me, let me give you some context here because the Extreme X-Men was a terrible book. And he is a terrible character. He is. So Chris Claremont is the writer there. Uh, he did this amazing, beautiful run that really sets the stage for the X-Men to be this great epic thing that it is now. Uh, him with the you know Mark Silvestri and Jim Lee as the artists. They made this... He was the he was the writer for the eighty the eighties and early nineties that turned X Men into what it is now. The reason you care about the X Men at all is because of Chris Claremont. That's that's, that's, that's the true. bottom line. It's like the quote the quote <laughs> Kurt Angle. It's true. It's damn true. There you go. And so that is that is if you if you know the X Men at all, it's because this is when the X Men were literally selling a million copies a month. Chris Claremont was the writer. Um, he made that stuff happen. He's the he's the the the. He made like the humanity in it and the drama and all that. So anyway, we get to Extreme X Men. It's it's been a long time. They invite Chris Claremont back. They go, look, you can do whatever story you want. We're gonna kind of give you some some run here. You're so the we, man. Do what you want to do. Right. So he makes this X Men team that is just terrible. <laughs> uh, it's Psylocke. It's Storm. It's Beast. Um, okay, good ones. Uh, and it's and it's in the era of Grant Morrison's new X Men. So Grant Morrison changes how Beast looks. It took them like seven issues to change how he looks in the Extreme <laughs> X-Men because Chris Claremont didn't want to do it. He's like, that's stupid. Why is he a cat guy? He's like, look, that's what's happening in the main book, so you need to reflect it. And he's like, no, no. deal. Like, he fought it. <laughs> so it's two different no deal. So then they, well, they, were, they looked different. So then it wasn't lining up chronologically. You were like, well, is he is he this beast or that? When does it? So then also there was a new Thunderbird. And he created Slipstream. power. Created Slipstream and her and his sister Lifeguard, if I remember the name yep, correctly. Lifeguard. Yep. And these were awful, <laughs> awful characters. He could ride a surfboard. And Sage, who was a longtime member of the Hellfire Club, is revealed to be an Xavier double agent this whole time. And she comes back to join the X Men because 
these X-Men go on a quest to find the diaries of Destiny. Uh, Destiny was the was the friend of Mystique's who could see the future. And so it turns out Destiny had written these huge diaries that basically timeline this awful timeline and give all the events. So that, like Nostradamus? Yes. And so people are looking for these diaries. Now, the and story Slipstream is awful. And Lame character. The book is terrible. Rogue is in there at one point, and she doesn't have her powers, and Gambit shows up. <laughs> like, it is the worst X-Men book ever. And Chris Claremont is supposed to be, like, the godfather of the X-Men, and, like, I, I quit on, like, issue six. It's almost like, <laughs> like, this is garbage. It's almost like he didn't like the direction the X-Men were going, so he's like, I'm just going to derail it. Like, I'm just going to make gonna slip it, stream. And from the ashes, I will build something beautiful. And here's the thing. Like, you know you make a bad book when none of your characters ever get picked up again. Yeah. Like, when none of them are ever brought up or mentioned again. It took me a second to even remember who Slipstream they all was. Get, and they you're all like, oh, yeah, that guy. They lose their and they were all wearing the... black leather with red. Yeah, yeah they were like Spider-Man ripoffs. They were like Wolfpack. Uh, oh, and Bishop was in there, and Woo! he was awful. All right, um, let's so, jump. Let's jump on. Nico, do you so have a number garbage. one? I do have a number one. Let's go. I Tell do us. like this character, but I think his power is so convoluted and absolutely ridiculous. Okay, all right, Maggot. Yes, yes. So, You're 100. What you just said is 100. percent Go ahead. So Maggot has two like sentient maggot creatures living in his stomach that take place of his like digestive tract. Correct. And so he can eat anything. They can, they go out and they eat stuff, and when they come back to him, they give him like powers. But it's on a time limit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's on a yeah. time limit. Like they transfer, All right, Maggots, you got 30 seconds. No, no, like they transfer energy to him. So then he's supercharged up. But yeah, it's for only like, for, like, for like 30 minutes or whatever. Right. right. So they yeah. go in and eat a bunch of square rocks or something. And he comes back and he's like, all right, I have super strength, but only for like 25 minutes. Right. We got to we gotta get this. <laughs> Hurry well, up, guys. The fight shouldn't be that long. I mean. <laughs> we should be done by then. Right. Although you're right. He does, uh, when, when they introduce him, he's like searching for Magneto and Rogue. And he does this weird thing where he's standing someplace they've been, and suddenly he can look back in time somehow, like, and he sees what happened before, and he's like, "Oh, that's nice." And then he knows where to go because of what they say. So like he can like he can like see the future in rocks. I don't know. Yeah, like, like his powers never, are so complicated. Yeah, I like his odd. character design though. He looks really cool. And also, it was a really cool thing because he's like he was an aborigine. Yeah. Uh, so like he was this really unique character. Magneto actually saved his life. Uh, yeah, when they his, thought he had cancer. Yeah, everyone thought he was dying, and Magneto comes up and says, oh, he's got a bunch of metal in him, and just basically pulls it out, and it's the two slugs. It's the two maggots. <laughs> Magneto's like, yeah. hold on one second. No, he's got metal there. Yeah, 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 yeah. this is what it is. Okay. And so that was... They literally, <laughs> oh. they pop out of him, and that's what saves his life. That's creepy. All right, here we go. <laughs> you ready for this? I already know who it is. I know. We're talking about this. <laughs> so my number one, they're co-champions. It's Cable and Bishop. I hate you so much. Right I, hate now. I don't characters. know. I don't know what you were expecting, Joey. <laughs> I hate you. He's been roasting them since the start of the show. I hate these. Characters. I hate both of you. These characters. Okay, what? first, first, yeah. You're yeah, taking thrown in there. You're taking up for your brother. I hate you. I'm gonna get a cable tattoo on my leg okay. with his big laser gun pointing straight at your forehead. All is right, it, is it the hyper viper? Can, Just, can I? Can I ask boom! why your leg is going to be pointed at my face ever? Because I don't understand <laughs> what's happening. And then I'm going to kick you in the face repeatedly. Oh, cable with kick. leg. He didn't finish. Cable kick. He didn't finish. All right, okay. go ahead. Just give it to me. I <laughs> cannot wait till Zach hears this it episode. Is so, it's so when Zach dumb. Hears this, you are going to hear it like. You think your text messages were blown up when he was just talking about some crazy TV show? He, yeah, Wait yeah. till he hears this episode. You tell him that you're gonna have sixty text messages. Are you, are you saying Angry Zach might go? Well, off? He's gonna, it only yeah. it only went up by like six. Yeah, he is about to. Yeah, he blow texted me like a hundred times about this stupid no, you Nathan said 30, does the world. Show. You said I don't know. thirty. It was, yeah, it was 
It was literally doubling honestly it. doubling it. This. I no, it, was, it was it was fifty for me. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, genuinely wow. I genuinely looked over and there are thirty two text messages <laughs> within like a twenty minute time period. Can I get to my number one now? Wait, I didn't even no no you're not getting out of this. <laughs> I almost did it. So here's the problem. Close. Time travel. I love time travel. And time travel is a great storytelling device. Side note, uh, Bishop and Cable are one of my two favorite X Men of all time. Marvel characters as well. So it's taken a lot. You better be glad we're on opposite sides of the table, bro. Thank God. Just go. So here's my issue. Just give me your crap excuse. For Cable, my issue is he's from a thousand years in the future. He comes back to stop Apocalypse. When does he ever even cross paths with Apocalypse? He, like, never fights Apocalypse. He does in the beginning. That's how Apocalypse became, like, techno-organic. Isn't that right? No. I'm, he, I'm, like, fights him in, like, the look future it up, Nico. past. Look it up, no, Nico. No, he fights him. Yeah, no, 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 no. no he, he, he fights him way... Yeah. I'm talking about when he but comes... Then, but then when he when he kills him, he, he like, discovers the, the... What's it called? The, the ancient ship. And then the ancient ship gives him all the crazy powers. Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. But then when Cable... Does that... Cable that, causes that, his timeline. He's tripping over himself comes, now. Way comes, to go, Nico. I like no, you now. No, because then when he comes back, when Cable actually comes to our time... Yeah, but he made... He never fights Apocalypse ever. He doesn't fight him in New Mutants. He doesn't fight him in X-Force. As a matter of fact, he goes on all these other stupid missions. This is other crazy stuff. To save the world. And then he's also a member of a mercenary team, the Six Pack, with yeah. Grizzly and Hammer and, and GW Bridge. GW Bridge. And so... I like him, too. Then he's an X-Man. Like, he, he never... Crosses paths with Apocalypse. He never because he, he, already, he, he does, already he killed him once already. He but he failed. He sets up his own timeline when he does it. Also, I don't know what you're talking about. I still don't think he. When did he fight him? He fought him like in the future. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he comes back because is it what, isn't isn't uh, Apocalypse infect him with a techno organic virus to see if he would survive because he's supposed to be so strong? No. Uh, oh, Nathan gets infected with a techno organic virus. Cable okay, was the Apocalypse. greatest character of all time. He's he really awesome in as Capcom a baby. versus Marvel. Yeah, as a baby. Not and because, then, not because Bishop then, is the second greatest Strife character of all time. As a clone, and then he's like, oh my god, Cable beat it. But he really didn't because he still has it. No, when Strife shows up, you don't know that Strife and Cable are the same person. Cable like and Bishop are the greatest two ever. And Bishop is dumb, too, because... He's, 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 good, he's good time police. He's good time police. <laughs> he, he, when, he, when his story finally pays off... He says off, he's stupid, but then last week he talked about how he did this really cool thing with Bishop and made him... Part of the whole uh, time police hope, hope summers thing. That was actually. I think he's just doing this because he knows how much me and Zach really like. No, Cable it's and because they're stupid characters. No, they're not. Yes, they they're are. Stu- they're more dumb than Slipstream. Only marginally less dumb. Or Cipher, the Walking <laughs> Rosetta Stone. Cipher at least was in a group. Or of- Thunderbird. <laughs> or Thunderbird. Okay, here's my issue. Cipher at least makes sense that he's on a group of little teenage mutants, and not all of them are going to have awesome powers. There are going to be. A couple of people. They didn't teenagers. even need Cypher. They could just handed everybody a Rosetta Stone. They didn't have those in the actual 80s when the book was ever- written. Yeah, but then you've got like. Spanish to English dictionary. You've got Psylocke. And- someone would have to be like, oh, God. Bueno. Bueno. Why would you need someone bueno. that can translate English, English when you've got Professor X, Jean Grey? Because Thought, they didn't have. They can Joey, read mine. Joey, let me, let me, what's, your, what's your number one? Because we spent way too much time on Oh, this. my number one is Jubilee, the worst X Men lamest character ever. Yeah. She I basically know. shoots fireworks at you. But I but thought she- that was Dazzler. No. Da- no, no, Dazzler absorbs sound and turns it into light. Jubilee g- generates pyrotechnics from her hands. Right. Actually, Dazzler has this cool moment where she actually sucks all the sound off of a beach to recharge one time. The whole beach goes silent, and everyone gets really scared and runs away because <laughs> no one can make any noise. That was actually a cool little moment. In, in that I, uh, For some reason, they thought Wolverine needed a little punk teenage girl sidekick. But what you don't know about the history of Wolverine is that he's always had one. Shadowcat was his first. 
And, and, then, and, and what did Shadowcat become? Well, what do you mean? She becomes awesome. Exactly. And what did Jubilee become? Well, a vampire. Uh, she's a vampire cool. Then she just disappeared and lost her powers. Then she, well, she wasn't part of... You know what screwed up a lot of these characters is M-Day. Yeah, M-Day did screw up when a lot of When they take the stuff. mutant power away from a lot of these kids, all of a sudden, like, a lot of these kids don't make any sense anymore. No, but Jubilee they're just make really lame after that because they're just teenagers. Right. My Chamber, <laughs> Chamber had the worst one of that. Remember? Because he had, like, hit a hole in his chest. Yeah. So then he loses mutant power. Now he's just a guy with a hole in his chest. He's on life support. <laughs> then someone restarts his powers. Then he loses them again somehow. Like, I mean, he had, like... Chamber, Chamber... You ever talk about a bad day? Chamber. Chamber. That's the guy. I only... I really like Chamber now. Not moldy bread, Gen- but Chamber. Generation chamber. Next. That was a cool Chamber. Yeah. Generation Next Chamber is awesome. Chamber. So let's jump out to a break real quick. You guys just try to glaze over it. When we come back, Cable and Bishop, we're going to get to they the Nico so segment. Hard. They suck. <laughs> Stay tuned, ladies and gents. Nico's segment is next. Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Joey Savage here. Thanks for checking out our archives for Nerd Thug Radio. Don't forget, we are live on Lone Star Community Radio every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m. If you have any questions, just reach on out to us, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio, or you can follow me on Instagram, joey.savage15. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio! That was not a bluff. I didn't think he was going to do it. <laughs> I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. We are Nerd Dog Radio, and this is the last two segments of the show. Oh, my gosh, guys. Like, do you get excited because we're almost done? I do get excited because <laughs> we're wrapping things up, and I feel like the funniest things we do are in these last two segments. I think I think we do a lot of, yeah, that's Just off accurate. the wall, yeah. funny stuff, and I get excited because we've been recording for like an hour and a half now. Okay, all right. And okay. Uh, I'm trying to come back down from being ticked off at you about your Cable Bishop selection. They're so stupid. Um, this Time is the police. second to last segment like of the, the show. Uh, we have given the power in this segment every week now for the last four to five weeks to Nico. Hey. Uh, it's because nobody listens. Nobody listens. So what, they weren't at first, matter? but then you know what's happening? It's every time he picks a topic, we end up roasting Nico. And right. I think people just want to hear that. Really, people are tuning in to see yeah, the roast of me. That's right. The what are those guys going to do to that guy next? Poor Nico. I bet you have like a groundswell of support where people are just like, oh, Thank God Nico. your mom doesn't listen. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's true. She, she, would, get she would get mad at us. <laughs> yeah, she would get mad at us. I still can't believe she doesn't even listen to us. <laughs> this is the really sad part. But really, Nico segment. So this is uh, some breaking news as of the recording of this episode. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, we all know Time Warner. Yes. We all know YouTube. Yes. Okay. Big, big thing. YouTube has networks that, you know, they pay their content creators, they promote them. Yes, yes, yes. There's a very large one that has been since nearly the beginning of all of YouTube, Machinima. Gaming Focus usually picks up small YouTubers. You know, I didn't realize... What, I actually what is thought he it was talking like a, about? No, I know exactly what he's talking about. I actually I thought it was no its own clue. website, like a, like a crunchy they, role or whatever. They have their own website, but they're they're actually a YouTube network. They're, they're a okay, network of YouTubers. Okay. I did not realize this. Okay. That work together. Time Warner is buying Machinima. Confirmed as of today, they have bought Machinima. For how much? What is what is this thing um, again? It's like a network of YouTube it's a network content of generators. Uh, I have to look at the actual numbers here, but basically what they're saying is that now that Time Warner, uh, or uh, was it? Yeah, Time Warner is purchasing such a large YouTube franchise, really, because it's a huge network. It's absolutely right, massive. Right. They basically are buying it, I guess, because they want to take this original content and but also, make it their own. But also, we've heard, from, we've heard from underground underground sources oh. that Time Warner is also thinking about licensing. 
Yes. So they're going to be able to license to these YouTubers in this humongous network. Um, I think, okay, here's what's going to happen, I think. Um, because I think that that's the excitement, but I don't think that's what's really going to happen. Time Warner, uh, very smart people at Time Warner. So Time Warner owns DC Comics. DC Comics, when early 2000s, there was some really great stuff happening at Wildstorm, which was one of the image comic lines. Wildstorm had some of the best. This is going to sound, this is super nerdy here. Super nerdy. Wildstorm Nerd had alert. Of, Nerd alert. some of the best coloring in comic books at the time. Noise. And they were doing a different process. <laughs> Noise. It turned out they were doing a digital process that no one else was using. No one else was doing it all. Wildstorm had mastered this own internal digital coloring effect. So Wildstorm comic books were some of the best colored comic books in, in creation. So Warner Brothers, DC Comics, owned by Warner Brothers, which is Time Warner now. DC Comics bought Wildstorm, not for the characters, not for the content, not for the creators. For the coloring. For the process. So what I think is happening is there are some good creators. There's probably some excellent talent in Machinima. And they're probably probably purchasing this to basically give them, uh, I wouldn't say free reign, but maybe like a development house. So these guys can now have a direct line to pitch to Warner Brothers for Warner Brothers projects. Because Warner Brothers... Their problem... They want the creators, not so much the content. Yeah, they don't care what these guys have made. They don't give a crap. I very seriously doubt these guys have made anything... Oh, no, but Machina has been invested in, uh, according to this, uh, the Time Warner statement, that uh, Machina is the 10th largest digital video entertainment media company in the U.S., ranked by total unique viewers. Right. That, I mean, first of all, it's crazy how many eyeballs are on it, but I guarantee you Time Warner, not concerned. Not concerned. Yeah, they just want the creator. Right, they want the creators because I guarantee you these guys, Time Warner is probably feeling like the the, the well is run dry on whoever it is right now that's pushing creative ideas through the chain. Yeah. And they want to, regularly you infuse new talent into whatever you're working on. Regularly you reach out and you grab some other people. But hey, man, yeah, props to these dudes. I mean, for sure. This is what you want. This is why you do this stuff. This is is why you you make a YouTube channel. Exactly. There's going to be haters out there that say, oh, these guys sold out, blah, blah, blah. Sell no, out, man. Take the money. Sell out. That's Take what you do. You do this stuff because you want to make that big break. You want to get out of your mom's gonna be basement, these guys but you want to do break. what you love. Right. And Machinima is still operating totally on its own. It's not. It's it's owned, but it's not like completely operating. Yeah, no, I guarantee you they told these guys, listen, we're going to give you a ton of money. You're going to work for us. Do what you do because that's why we like you. Yeah. But now you're going to pitch us some ideas. You're, we're going to decide. Gonna see you're going to see some of these guys start popping up on Warner Brothers projects probably middle of next year, I bet. Yeah, and they're going to take their ideas and elaborate on it and give them the ability to make them bigger. Right. They're going to sit these guys. I, I guarantee you what's happening, it not takes, right now because it takes a little while. Yeah. Round tables, writing Fe- tables. February-ish, they're going to sit them down in front of big boards and say, look, this is the idea we've got. Then they're going to say, run with it. And they're going to sit them down and they're going to they're going to – what they've done now a lot of times, big movie studios, mm-hmm. they'll have – five or six top writers in a room to build a script together. Whereas they used to have one guy do a script and then they roll it through four or five writers and each one. Now they changes. have writing rooms. Now they have writing rooms and they're starting to do like, okay, so last week we wanted to talk universal. Right. And their monster stuff. Right. Even the transformer, uh, the new, uh, storylines are doing. They're not just having like one guy do it. They're like getting a group of guys in and a these room. Are like big name writers. A lot and of they're time. building this whole script, this whole, whole world. The whole world, like multiple movies at once. Let's get it all together and let's tie it all in. And right. Let's all get on the same page instead of just 
And so what's going to happen now, what you're going to see is these creators doing kind of the same thing. Exactly. They're going to pull them in and they're going to say, listen, just like we complimented DC Comics on their animated movies, think about the Warner Brothers animated catalog beyond that. It's probably a little weak. I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo is pretty powerful. But Scooby-Doo, is that it? I mean, what are the Warner Brothers... What Maybe. are the Warner Brothers animated property right now? They don't do much of anything with like Bugs Bunny or This is actually Marvel probably more leaning towards content for TV. Like if they're bringing back Young Justice, yep. now they need some other stuff to go around it. Remember they've got the Seed program, the CW Seed, where they've done like an animated Vixen series. Right. They've done some animated shorts before. Now they can show those shorts to these guys and go run with it. What do you see? And what do you want to do? they can take these creators and they can say, okay, look, we've got this writing room of these five individuals. And they'll just take one of these new guys and just plop them in there and see, see right. what happens. Absolutely. See what now they can all create. Yeah. I, this is awesome. I don't think it's for the content, though. Like, no, I, don't think I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, there might be the one Machinima or two things on there is, that's really, really good that they might. The breadth of the Machinima network is just, it's like, everything is just so vast. There's so many people in it. But, I mean, right. not everyone's, not like, the ace writer of whatever. But, I mean, right. they have really strong, um, uh, there's, a, there's a Halo series called Red vs. Blue. Um, yeah, yeah. It's on, it's on Netflix. Rooster Teeth paired with Machinima. That's them. Yeah. They, started they released with the that. DVD, didn't they? Red yeah. vs. Blue had, they had their own, like, for a long time. There was a moment where there's they like, were. There's like nine seasons of yeah, it. Yeah, they were like, the they were like things internet on famous for a little bit. They, they're internet legends at this point. I mean, yeah. I went, I went back and rewatched. You're saying it's on that. I actually went back, like, about a month ago and rewatched the beginning. The beginning is so bad. Yeah, the it first was, season it was, was so, not. Funny. It was so goofy, but it was like 2006 or R- earlier than that, bro. Like when I heard about it, it was probably like three or four. And they were already two or three seasons in. Bruh. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is old Halo. Yeah. No, but I, I could definitely see like maybe one or two things coming out of this, right? And like, okay, this is really really good. Let's see what we can. Let's mainstream this if we can. But for the most part, I think DLG of the Corey fashion. You're on the the right track with. They want the creators absolutely not these, as much. These are idea content. factories that they haven't had access to yet. I want to be so, an idea factory. Jeez. We'll get there one day. Well, we already are. Down. They already take all of our ideas anyway. No, yeah, the known gnomes. The known gnomes. Oh, but yeah, no. I think this is an awesome story, though. I think it's a big time thing because YouTube is starting to become. Well, there's a lot of YouTube people on YouTube who are making like oh crap tons of for money. Sure. But you can always okay. But you could always be the biggest fish in a small pond and not be taken seriously. True. No, very, very like, true. So, so like before, super true. Like PewDiePie probably didn't have any cred for a little while. But then he got so much cred that like video game companies paid him to advertise their games. Yep. So like this next step that they're taking with the content moving on to these other places, that's a big deal. I'm pretty sure he's got like 400 million subscribers, by the way. PewDiePie. PewDiePie? Yeah. That's right. a lot. Right, which is a lot. And so like, just when I say he's not a big deal, what I mean is if you walked into the office tomorrow and said, man, just checked out the latest PewDiePie video, nobody would know what you're talking about. But there are 4 million people who would be like, what? Tell me more. But those people are so spread out. I just want 10% of those subscribers. <laughs> you want 400,000? I'd be okay with that. I want 4 million. Yeah, but <laughs> no, 400 million. Oh, that's a... That can't, <laughs> he's is that, huge. He's massive. He's multi. He's like multicultural. Like no one even like the the amount. Does of anybody money. know what this guy looks like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. No. He's, 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 he's so much cooler if he did. If he did. He wore a mask. The he whole wore a mask. Time. The whole time. That'd be great. Four million. That's a hard number to wrap my brain around. As you said it, I I, I was like, okay, there's 300 million people in America. Let cable shoot you in the head. And you figure crazy. that math out. I mean, I know he makes crazy YouTube money. Well, um, not only does he make crazy YouTube money, he makes everything. Literally just makes everything. He makes stupid money. He makes stupid money, and he also like YouTube itself is just like 
they've kind of built a brand around him because yeah. he's, he's just so popular. Well, Nerf Thug Radio is a brand on YouTube now. That's true. It is. Check us out. Follow us. Well, YouTube has actually started uh, to with do their, a with tour their, also, with their bigger personalities, and they're taking them. And, and it, it's weird because I was hearing about it on the radio, and the radio people were like, "We don't really know who these people are because you know, radio people they don't, yeah, they don't know. They're not us. They don't know." Uh-uh. Um, but like, it was like one of them was like a makeover lady, one of yeah. them was like a makeup girl, one of them was a singer. But so they were doing this, like basically this like tour where you get to pay to come meet the, your your favorite YouTube people, yeah, YouTube sensation, and YouTube put that together obviously to, to make YouTube money. Definitely, yeah, so much money. All about uh, but that money. Two years ago, I heard that PewDiePie made himself about seven million dollars just off YouTube. Yeah, and he, a lot of uh, thing is, thing is, he's also <laughs> a really he's also a really great guy. He he donates a lot of his money to charities and stuff. Yeah, he started, his, he started his own uh, water company, like for clean water. Look, I don't need to like him. I just need to be. I'm mean, I'm just impressed by him. I don't need to like him. I don't need to know that he's a good person. I'm just impressed by what he's accomplished. Because think about what he did. He started playing video games, filming himself talking about it. He was himself. Just like we're doing here, but just filming himself playing video games, and next thing you know, seven million dollars in the bank. <laughs> next thing you know, he's making seven million. A off video little games. bit ridiculous. Just off of the YouTube part. Just the YouTube. Not just even mentioning ad. whatever else he's got going on. Advertising, like clean and, water, know, sponsors, and clean water, and whatever. Speaking of sponsors, you can sponsor us at Nerd Thug Radio. Just hit us up at uh, facebookcom radio. Or if you ever need to email us or reach us, if you don't feel like dealing with Facebook, you can email us nerdthugradio at gmail.com. Now let's go to a break. Let's come back. Let's wrap this biscuit up. Man, I love this nerd thug radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media? Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com slash shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. Tell me something good. Well, I'll tell you it's Nerd Thug Radio, and we're back for the last segment. <laughs> I of knew you were going to do that. Show. I knew. I was like, why does he want me to? I know why. Yeah. He oh, was Lord. ready. He was Core ready. DLG here. Captain Joey Savage. Nico DLG. Uh, this is why we don't have nice things. <laughs> uh, the face that runs the place. It's <laughs> so slimy. So I know. Awesome. I just, these ideas in my head just churn, oh, and man. I make them up on the fly. Uh, he was ready. On the flizzle. My on, nizzle. On the flizzle? On the flizzle for shizzle. That's I'm gonna real. track with a big nap tizzle whizzle. What I don't want to play. I don't know, but I don't want to play anymore. Like, I don't like this <laughs> I at don't want to play this game. I miss English. Um, <laughs> this is the last segment of the show. What? This is where we get wow. really crazy. This is this is where pants are off and things happen. Before we get going, uh, we oh, will be broadcasting these shows on the YouTube. You will be able to see us as we record, which is going to be super dope. It's That's coming up. Like That's soon. Seven yep. hours. Also, we have Nerd Thug Radio shirts, and they're super dope. Uh, one of Nico's buddies who's now become a friend of ours, Ethan, cool Ethan, cool Ethan, designed cool these. Ethan. They're designed here locally in the uh, Texas area, That's so he can area. do some more stuff for you. Yeah. The greater Houston area. Jeez, but, Nico, quick, changing everything I said. Yeah, man, quit <laughs> correcting me, young you man. You know what? Support local art. That's what he was trying to yep. say. Support local art. That's what he was so, trying to say. Go to the website. Go to the shop section on the bottom right. Click on it. You'll see a picture of the shirt. Our majestic and, shirt and with our can, majestic uh, faces. My Actually, majestic yeah, face. Your face. <laughs> your and face you can buy you one. Yeah. And uh, we offer free shipping. But anyways. Wow. Free shipping. That's true. We do. That's we do. True. 
So, um, I've got a news story. What do you want to do? What news I want to talk do you about? Have? Do, you say what, do you say what station we're on? I don't think you did. This is like the last segment they should know. But if they don't know, Corey, <laughs> <laughs> what are we on right now? We're on 104.5 and 106.1. Conroe's FM sister, sister station. stations. So if you're wow. out in the lake area, 104.5 from now on. If you're in the Conroe area, 106.1. Oh, I didn't need to ask. Okay. That's what that it is. Sense. That makes sense. Uh, or, you I know, if you want to listen to us oh. the first run of the show, go to IRLoneStar.com, download the app, or you can just go to the website and it plays on the bottom. It's pretty cool. Um, I saw a commercial the other day. Yeah. Uh, it was for Burger King's 89 cent pancakes. My mom told me about that because we were talking about some crazy I, stuff. I really don't believe it. Like, and no, I, said, I really want to go get some 89 cent pancakes. Like, I, I was excited and about I it. And I was like, I don't know if 89 cent pancakes are any good for you. <laughs> yeah. They're probably not, although really all they're doing is just jobbing McDonald's because McDonald's has a dollar for three hotcakes. Well, no, they're not a dollar for three hotcakes. Are they not? No, they're two ninety nine for three. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so really yeah. Jack in the Box, is like yeah. super Well, Jack in the Box just came out with six mini pancakes for like the same price. Oh. They're pretty good because they come with some dipping sauce. I do like the mini pancakes. You dip them in. Like, yeah. I feel like a giant. Yeah, but like also, the French, Burger King also French has stick, those, uh, ten, those 10 nuggets like for like $1.49. That's yeah. crazy. That's you, insane. Do you think Burger King just owns more stuff because they're a king? Like they don't have, <laughs> they're the king? <laughs> yeah, so since they're a king, they just have more of this so they can sell it for cheaper. Probably. Because they just own more. They do. Because they, they're a king. But anyway, so the commercial, like the girls, the guy's like, hey, what would you do if, you know, for 89 cent pancakes? And the girl's like, I would pay 89 cents. And immediately I was <laughs> like, well, duh, that's what you would do. Legend. Which makes the Klondike bar such a weird question to ask Yeah, people. right? What would but you then do? she was like, well, well, what would you do? And he was like, I would hug a shark. And in my head, I was like, there's nothing I would do that I would never hug a shark. There's nothing you could offer me. Like, you could be like, Corey, Nerdthug Radio would be world famous. You can get a billion dollars if you hug this shark. You know what? Sorry, guys. We're sticking to Conroe. Not doing it. What if I told you, DLG, if you hug the shark, you could live with Taylor Swift for the rest of your life? Like his awkward plutonic roommates? Or is like, is she my lady? It's your fantasy, bro. Oh, so it's my choice. Yep. So can I turn it on and off? Like like what? If, like if I don't want to talk to her for a week, we can go back to platonic I mean, and then the other way. Uh, yeah, because you're gonna have to turn her off so she can write a new album every right. once in a while. Yeah, yeah, no, because I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to deprive the world of Taylor Swift. Would you hug a shark then? <sighs> wow, he's thinking about it. I really Nico. am. You may it's, have posited the ah, the one shark positive scenario. I got you in your weak spot. You did right in the T Swift. <laughs> right uh, in the T spot. Right in the T Swift. Got you in the T spot. <laughs> <laughs> Got you in the Swift spot. I do. I do love me some Taylor Swift. You'd hug a shark. You know you would for Taylor Swift. Yes. You see, the question was very like. I mean, it could be a small shark. It could be something that's not that dangerous. You know what? If you brought a nurse shark in here, I'd hug it for you guys too. Okay. But um, what about a tiger shark? No. No, that'll okay. definitely kill you. Yeah, you guys, you guys are on your a hammerhead. Maybe if I hug it from the front because the <laughs> eyes are on the side, yeah. so it wouldn't know what's happening. It would just be like, "What is this? What is this? What's what is this? What is this? What is this?" And the mouth is so far under, I think I can get away with it. Hammerhead sharks. Look okay, so, goofy. so here we go. They really do. They're very unterrified. Thirty-two episodes. I don't think once we've ever talked about the Big Bang Theory because um, it's trash. What? I don't, like I don't know. I mean, I like that show. That show is amazing. Yeah, I like it. It's starting to tell a bit, but that show is awesome. Nico? No, no, no I'm not a big well, fan. I'm, I'm not really worried. But you, you know what? You no, know no. nothing about no, TV no, no, you or know movies. What? That's, okay, this is this is the problem with TV right now. His whole generation, they hate sitcoms. Yeah, they His do. generation doesn't watch sitcoms at all. They're too long. They want 15-minute stuff. Right, 15, 20-minute segments, but they also very micro-targeted stuff. Like Rick and Morty, 
only applies to a certain small group of people. Very true, very true. Now, it's awesome. I love it. I can I watch Rick and Morty like, all day long. I like the Rick and but the Morty. there's plenty of people who would watch 10 seconds of that show and be like, what is on the TV? Turn, Turn it, off. it off. And so it makes perfect sense. It, it is it is your, your which I just learned, by the way, we are in the same generation as Nico. I know. I heard. I saw your uh, yeah. argument on... Uh, it doesn't seem normal. It doesn't. Generation Y somehow got screwjobbed and rolled into... The millennials now. Which makes no sense because there's a 15-year difference. Right. The millennials now are defined as anyone who reached young adulthood in the early years of this millennium. So you and I are in the same. Remember how Generation X and then the baby boomers, like every group has a cool name? Yeah. Now I'm stuck with your lame name. Like now I'm, now I'm <laughs> a millennial. You lame guys are bringing us down. But let's jump back to the Big Bang Theory. Right. Let's jump back to the Big Bang. So the millennials hate Big Bang. What what makes the Big Bang Theory so great? What character makes it so great? Sheldon Cooper. Exactly, right? Yeah. So the Big Bang Theory. Dr. Who, Sheldon uh, Cooper. By the way, is uh, from Klein area. Houston, Texas. Here we go. Anyways. H-tum. What? So they, I don't know why they, I did that. I don't know either, but it's great. <laughs> it felt real. They, they want to play off of it, I guess, the Big Bang Theory, and they're working on a sequel slash prequel to the Big Bang yes, Theory. Yes, I've heard this. Which will follow a young Sheldon Cooper. But let's be honest. Jim Parsons is what makes him Sheldon Cooper. Yes, although if they're going to do like a Save by the Bell, but Zach Morris is eight. No, it's, it's not going to be Sheldon Cooper, I don't think. Would it? I mean, could they? Is he? Does he look young enough to go back? No, it's not going to be Parsons. Parsons wouldn't be the, that's what I'm the saying. person. No, that's what I'm saying. No, no, like, like this show will be about like a child who is in, because remember, he gets his doctor at what, like 14? No, exactly, but it, it's going to be somebody else playing. What if they do like a serious show? Like how cool would that be? No, not at all. I think it would be. I think it would be crazy. I really if they spin like, off from Big Bang Theory and do like a serious emo show about young. Do like, do like an Sheldon? edgy emo show of him growing up in a Bible household. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> like fourteen years old. No, no, no. Well, first of all, yes. Like no, no. But so like the mom would show up every once in a while. But doesn't he have a hot older sister too? Right? Does he? I think so. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know this. But I haven't caught the new stuff. But like no, so you'd have him like in a university, and like the other people would be dealing with like relationships in real life. And, like, the kid would just be walking through it as a robot, you know, not realizing that his friends are going so through these, like... So it's like that where you see the one guy, like, in full color, and everything around him is black and white. Right. And it's, like, going to crap, and he's just like... Hmm. like right, but it would, no be like, clue. it would be, like, the inverse. Like, their stories are what makes us watch the show, but the show is about him. Right. I just... I think it would be a crazy way. I, that would be my be hard. With, yeah, you mean, but like, it's going to be hard without... Jim Parsons. Like, oh, for sure. That's why you don't. That's why you don't make it about Jim Parsons. You can't. You're but making he, up, he, you're making he, about he the supporting cast. So it's exactly. like, how are you going to cast Sheldon and and Watch you know what's going to be, so it's gonna be right like about Gotham? This. I think where you've got a young Bruce Wayne and you're you're not young at the Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and you're not feeling it because you don't get the payoff of Batman. Right. You don't get the payoff yeah, of Jim Parsons. Like you're so. F- what if Jim Parsons every time Bruce Wayne shows up on the screen? You know you're so far away from Batman. What is he like ten now? Jim Parsons is eight more years until Batman. Like you just you just know it's so he far scared away. Of bats? Well, yeah, that's the point. He he's the, phobia there's of bats. So much about Batman that is just Bruce Wayne projecting his stuff on everyone else. Yep. Like, the reason I'm he scared up, of bats. So reason, everyone will be scared right. of bats. He reads about criminals that they're a cowardly and superstitious lot. By the way, all of all of the doctrine on criminals that he reads is like early 1930s. None of it's true anymore. Like it's all <laughs> it's all different now. But to be Batman, he has to still believe those same things. So criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. I'm afraid of bats. Therefore, they're afraid of bats. Like Bruce Wayne just, like he projects his stuff on them. He's such an awesome character. I miss my parents. (laughs) I think my mom and dad died. 
Batman, Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Like, they're just probably two of the most interesting, intricate characters. When you look at their themselves, just who they are, and then their superhero alter ego. I think also Dick Grayson Nightwing. Yeah, to an extent. Pretty good one. Because of the crazy dynamic he has where his family dies. Right. He looks to Bruce as a father figure, but he doesn't want to be Batman. Right. Like he's he he loves Bruce as a father, but he sees the flaws in Batman. Like he sees the flaws in being the Batman and what it takes to be the Batman. And he still wants to be a hero and he still wants to help people, but he doesn't want to take but, yeah. that last step. But there's not a lot of people in comics, I think. Like, I would read a comic just on Tony Stark or just Bruce uh, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get a lot of people on their alter egos where their alter ego is worthy of that, that a standalone comic itself. You're, without, no, you're right. Without even the alter ego. It's pretty good. You'd read a Bruce Wayne story. And Tony I would, Stark. I would, I would yeah. I, you know what? You know what? If I was the writer of Batman, I would, I would see how long I could go without putting Batman in the comic. Yeah? Like, like I would... I would consistently do Bruce Wayne stories without without see, so start a you start a, a comic a new comic like a new whatever right call it Batman right see how many issues you can go without him putting on the cow right and not even like Batman doesn't exist like Batman exists and things happen and you can even talk about him in the background and like he can show up bruised and cut up and but you never but see you him never see in the Batman cow. yeah I think that would be crazy that's a great idea like how long how long do you think DC would let you go with that though like or, or try the same thing with with Tony Stark. Oh man! Which Tony's they kind of they they they've done that. They've done of. that before a lot of times uh, with him. Where like he talks about the armor and passing, but never puts it or on. Or like and then, he only puts the armor on for like one or two pages, right? Like mm-hmm. what was that? I needed to go what, get a soda. Uh, the the new Iron Man and the Marvel now, where he was like chasing down all of like the extremist stuff. Yeah, like he was never putting on the cost like the the iron suit, right? And then when he actually had an extremist, he went the other way, and he was always in the Iron Man suit and was multitasking. Like he was doing like thirty things at once. He was on like a conference call buying a company while he was fighting terrorists. I mean, there's some cool stuff. Those you can do a lot of great fun characters. stuff. You could. I hope this show was some fun stuff for you. Oh. Uh, if you missed any of it, catch us tomorrow. The podcast drops, nerddugradio.com. Uh, for Nerd Thug Radio, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Put on your mask and capes. We're talking nerdy to you. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production, produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Uh, Contact Dick Schistler at Dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.